from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to Superiority Complex, your new favorite podcast. We're right in the middle of Chupacabra Talk, right? You guys yeah. uh, are joining us at an interesting time. Uh, special guest this week came over from last week, a carryover. Our friend, co-host of one of the most popular podcasts on the god dang internet, it's Brent from the Home Video Hustle. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Listen to that voice. Listen to that smoothness. Should, Bring him- should, I, should I just do the radio voice all the podcast? No. <laughs> yeah. is, it, is it hot in here? No, because I don't have a change of underwear. So do not do that the whole time. <laughs> Aside from Brent, our usual gang of, uh, of idiots is here. The, the, the wonderful Justine, Patrick, Jake, my right-hand man, John Sandy, who will not get fired no matter what happens. Wow, it's weird that you lead with that. I, always, I just like to remind everybody, remind everybody of where they stand. You know, just a, just a mm. little, just going over the pecking order. John, did you catch Nightmare Alley? I was just watching it. That's why Hulu's still up. Brent mentioned that I have Hulu on in the background. I was watching Nightmare Alley, the Guillermo I del Toro. I have Hulu. I have Hulu, and I am going to watch it. I just found out that there's a few theaters that are playing it in black and white. So I was thinking I might drive down to Pasadena and watch it in black and white. When they uh, he set it up so there'd be black and white and color prints, and there's a few theaters right now that are playing it in black and white. So I thought, hmm, maybe I'll go see it in black and white first, then watch it on Hulu. <laughs> Doesn't need it. We'll we'll not add but to that, it. We'll not add to no, it. No, no. It's just that it's a kind of it's a, it's a mega film noir, and he thought it might mm. be kind of fun to put it out in black and white. And these days you can kind of do that. You can kind of do it uh, digitally. It used to be kind of tough. You'd say, well, it's not true black and white. He said they were actually able to to make it look like it was shot in black and white so they said that eh, let's do a couple prints in black and white you think i spent however much money it caused this tv cost me that i don't remember now so i could watch stuff in black and white you might as well yeah. ask mm-hmm. me to watch stuff square everything needs to be widescreen in four yeah you might as well watch it on your phone if you're going to watch it in black and white Ooh. are you kidding me well, the original Nightmare Alley was in black and white and this is very much in that vibe so what am i just it's doing the movie a justice to show it in black and white, I think. <laughs> anyway, so once I see it, uh, I'll probably go to Pasadena tomorrow, and then I'll, I've got Hulu, so I'll probably watch oh, it in okay. color, you know, Friday or something. So I, how do you I, like it so far? I, I thought it was the way, for me, the way it was shot and everything, I was looking at the way you know, he, you know, he has a certain color palette he uses and the way it was shot. Uh, I think it works as a color movie. It looks great. So I don't know oh, if I would, I don't know if I would want to see it in black and white. And the thing is, uh, he said they were working really hard on getting the palette just right. They said, if this is a film noir, but it's in color, we're going to spend a lot of time getting just the right colors, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Did, uh, it's got, my God, what a cast. Jeez, you got uh, Bradley Cooper, Ron Perlman. It just looks like an amazing cast. It's uh, good so far. I'm halfway, about halfway through it. I won't tell you what happens. Yeah, but, and you're uh, digging it? Yeah, it's good so far. Uh, you ever yeah. see the original? No. Uh, the original from the 40s? No. Tyrone Power, right? Yeah, it's it's really amazing, and it's based on a book. The book was pretty uh, pretty grim and graphic, and uh, for the '40s, they probably had to tone it down a little bit. Check this it out. Time, Check he, it out. He's not pulling any punches. <laughs> hey, you know, it's not uh, overly violent or anything. It's uh, it's not. Uh, it's more like psychologically uh, a downer, <laughs> basically. Yeah, it's there's like uh, yeah. There's surprisingly few. 
uh, right in the beginning, there's a scene where you go, oh, here we go. It's going to be uh, vintage Del Toro. But this is really more of a straightforward telling, retelling of like a film noir. But uh, Yeah, it's yeah. not blood and guts. It's, no. it's not gory, but he says uh, there's a real grimness to it. There's a real sort of like dark cloud hanging over everybody. Kind of reminds me of uh, Something Wicked This Way Comes. A little bit. A little bit yeah. like that. About that. Yeah. A little bit of that. Uh, which, when am I going to forget digging. that on DVD? Brent, where do you have that? I don't have it, but I can look it up for you real that's quick. A, that's a Disney movie I think you would like, sir. That is that's a Disney movie. That's Touchstone, right? That was an early Touchstone, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, probably on Disney Plus, right? They've got all the Touchstone stuff like Splash. Yes. Some of them. So Some of them. Something Wicked This Way Comes. Something Wicked This Way Comes. It's a story by Ray Bradbury. Ray Bradbury. about Is a, that Jonathan Price? Tape. I believe it is. Yeah. Playing the uh, the guy with the top hat? The, yeah. Uh, it's about a carnival that comes to town, and I won't tell you what it is. There it is. As a, you might like that one, Brent. You actually I've might. seen that poster. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Brent, uh, speaking of did. Disney movies, on Friday you did a solo show that uh, was a lot of fun. Brent's latest episode is, uh, is out now. His new episode coming up Friday. But this, this last week's episode. Uh, now, I want to explain to you, Brent, when we bring up the computer war tennis shoes, we mm-hmm. bring it up like a thing. It's an example of what Disney was doing before they owned Marvel and before they mm-hmm. owned uh, Star Wars and before they owned the world. Uh, in the 60s they were in the, and into the 70s, they were making these really, really bad family comedies. Uh, like the like cat- uh, like like uh, what horses that could play football yeah yeah know, Gus sort of Gus or like the cat from outer space but uh, when- apple dumpling gang yeah yeah but when 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 Disney Plus dropped and that was one of the first movies I saw I could knock it over because I was like oh my god I forgot this movie existed and there's like a trilogy right there's like a whole was, yeah I saw that there's like two sequels and a remake with Kirk Cameron that came out oh my god there's there's one where he's invisible now you see him now you don't. Mm-hmm. There's one called The Strongest Man in the World where he takes some sort of uh, thing that makes him strong. So, yeah, and it's all the same guy. His name's, like, I think, Dexter Riley. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was kids' books. These were books that were written for, like, you know, nine-year-olds. <laughs> so <laughs> this is what a nine-year-old thinks is happening when you go to college. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but see, I found out, too, that that's the original little cinematic universe because as I was researching that book, hey! I saw that the um, – <laughs> This, the college, what was the college? Um, Medfield oh, College, I think it was. Midvale right? or Midfield? Like. Midvale, yeah. <laughs> but I saw that there was other movies outside of his that take, like, I guess The Absent-Minded Professor takes place there, too. Wow. Oh, yeah. All, all kind of stuff happening all at the same school, so it's the first. Marvel got beat. Oh, yeah, like <laughs> Flubber and all that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, they, like, that's like, that's yeah, that's cool. like Tommy Kirk and all those guys. Yeah. Disney had the first cinematic universe that's right in the college. That college was the Nexus. <laughs> I just love that it's people like uh, Joe Flynn and Alan Hewitt and Wally Cox. It's all these like sitcom guys, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what did you think, Brandy, for the for people that haven't been able to listen, you watched the computer war tennis shoes. What was your what was your final analysis? It didn't annoy me, so that was a push right there. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time Disney movies drive me crazy. But no, it was um I I was I was funny, I was just talking about this. But um I've been Going to therapy and all this shit, trying to get better out here <laughs> mentally and all that. Yeah, yeah. And I used to watch a lot. One of the reasons I didn't watch a lot of Disney movies because that sentimental stuff is just like, bleh, get it the hell away from me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But see, yeah. something has happened. I've hit a point in my life where now I watch these movies and I'm like, I'm feeling something. Uh oh. Don't watch it's up. Weird. Don't ever watch I saw, up. I saw up at the movie theater. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Okay. I'm sorry. Because of <laughs> PJ. And uh, the, uh, the only thing I remember about up 
is that there's one scene where like the little the kid is like outside the house is just up in the air. And he's like, hey, can you let me in? And the dude is like, no, and slammed the door on him. And I laughed so hard. <laughs> I don't remember nothing else from that movie. <laughs> but no, I, I did like it though, man, because um it made me laugh a few times. In the middle, it started to drag. That was the only thing. Like sure. by the time he's like starting to be an asshole to everybody, it started to drag. <laughs> <laughs> But then it was, was it, it weird. Up. Was it weird seeing Kirk Douglas that young? <laughs> it, it was. I Kurt, mean, uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. <laughs> That's a whole other movie. Was it weird it seeing was, Cesar Romero without Joker makeup? I was just about to say, because my brother, he came around the tail end of the movie, and he's, he loved the old Batman 66 TV show. And I was like, you know, that's the Joker right there. And he looked, he was like, no, it ain't. <laughs> he looked, he's like, oh, shit. He just got super hype. He's like, that is it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know him from Lost Continent on Mystery Science Theater. I think I talked he, about that. He was in Lost Continent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock climbing. The one, the Rock one climbing. line that sticks out. The, the one line that sticks out from that movie is when he goes, get those kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The little sidekick from The Sting, you know, his little sidekick cookie from The Sting. <laughs> he, he always plays this, you know, the uh, the fixer, the sidekick. He's all, get those kids, cookie. <laughs> there was a line. I think I might have wrote it down in my notes. Hold on. I'll be right back. Hold on. <laughs> the computer so wore tennis shoes. That's going to be uh, our next, uh, we're going to watch that next week. So get ready for that. I love the fact that that title kept popping up and, and friends thinking, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> the computer wore tennis yeah. shoes? What is that? It's one of those. <laughs> I love, at one point, Brett, I was cracking up in the, uh, on your show where you were talking about how he's driving and he's trying to study. He's got the notes taped to the window and you thought he was going to die and they were going to rebuild him like the bionic man. I, I that's, that's how the movie was about to go. Cause I'm like, Oh, he's dead. It's raining and everything too. I'm like, he dead as hell. Are they driving a doom buggy? I think they got like a dune buggy, right? The at kids. The end, Cesar Romero and them are driving it at the end. Chase. I'm going, wow. When's the last time you ever, I haven't seen a dune buggy in like 50 years. I haven't seen a dune buggy since Ega. That was the only time. <laughs> <laughs> but no, oh, that it was the first note I wrote. It, I just burst out laughing immediately because the first thing they say in the movie is they're complaining to the dean. They're like, "We can't afford a computer," and I burst out laughing because I'm like, "I got this laptop. There's one over there, <laughs> and, I one over here, and I got the damn game system." So it's just the antiquatedness of it is. Different. Yeah, and that's one of the things it, I enjoy. It, it. it takes up a whole room, right? Their computer takes up a whole room, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It looks like a uh, this, this uh, fucking. Uh, Enterprise deck. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's like an old, it's like an old Univac system or something, like giant tubes. It's got like and, the turning uh, wheels and stuff. And yeah, all that. yeah. The, like, remember the commercials for Control Data Institute, John? They were always run right. during the middle. Control Data Institute. You would just see the tape, the reel to reel. That's what it would show. The it all looks like a four track tape. So yeah, mm-hmm. you're like, wow. <laughs> the future is now. Uh, like the Jetsons, you know, it takes up the whole building. You know. Speaking of Disney, uh, last week, guys. I don't know if we have listeners at Disney. I don't know. I know Justine's cousin uh, was w- once highly placed in the organization, but uh, I don't know if there's anyone that listens there now. But uh, apparently, when we got uh, when we got done with the podcast last week, I flipped on the book of Boba Fett, and who do I see appear but our old friend, the Mandalorian, dude. Fucking same. In what in what was the best episode of the season so far? <laughs> it, yeah. Boba Fett was not in one scene. He did not appear oh at all. God. He is mentioned uh, but not seen, and that was the best episode of the season so far. Did you catch it, Brent? I did. I didn't see the latest one, but I did see that one. Did you guys catch it? It was. I yeah, saw the one was, today. 
And it, I haven't seen the one today. I haven't seen the one today, but uh, was today I'm not going to lie, guys. It's a it's a slight uh, Boba Fett's in it for about a minute, so Shit. I want you guys to know <laughs> it's not quite as highly rated uh, as. But it, it's right to our point, right? Like we don't want old shit give us new characters new people in this world so we can expand the universe and enjoy creative shit not let's try and rehash you know what works it's a huge galaxy let's get away from the skywalker family yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's the same problem we have with marvel right like give me a break i don't need to see fucking tony stark in every single movie i don't you got your wish you got your wish patrick (laughs) the fucking next one he's gonna be in it again why is that true the multiverse of madness, they're talking about uh, oh, the back, realms man. collapsing. It's going to be Tom Cruise. No. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you guys have heard that? No. Oh, How about Zombie Iron Man? We do Zombie oh, Iron Man. I wish. That's it's perfect. Crazy. Zombie Iron Man. That's funny. <laughs> They've done Marvel Zombies, man. They already did it. I yeah. have. That was a comic, yeah. But, yeah. yeah that might be, I bet they, they'll do it animated, maybe. Like, what if, you know? They did it already on what if. It was really good. They did it what uh, if. Okay. Mm-hmm. But even what if they couldn't leave it as a standalone? It had to tie in. It had to tie yeah. into the multiverse. I yeah, in know. the next movie. It's fucking annoying. <sighs> mm-hmm. What I'm excited about is we've got Moon just Knight. 30 days till the new Batman. I'm not excited. I'm going to wait till you see it, John, and wait for your okay. review. Right. What you think about it being almost three hours long? Does that bother you at I, all? I, yeah, no, I'm fucking tired. No, that's how, how long was the last Avengers movie? That was three hours plus. Mm-hmm. And how many Avengers Bond, were in it? That was the last James Bond was like three hours. I just don't care anymore. If that's how long it is, that's fine with me. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. I know I've been seeing a lot of people online complaining about it. I'm like, shit, if it's good, I don't care how long it is. That's yeah, first of all, if it's, that's if it's is good, it gonna be good. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing is, most people are not sitting for three hours. Most people are watching it in a situation where they can stop it and pick it up the next day. Who's sitting mm-hmm. for three hours anymore? You know. Well, but made a face. but that well because that's not that shouldn't be the point you you shouldn't make a movie three hours because people can pause it you should if it, movies three hours that's because, out of my hands people pause everything people t- no like no that no last, but, that, uh, no but what I'm saying is you shouldn't make a movie with with in mind with like well, well let's not edit this because because people can pause it because that's how I do my podcast I don't think that's why they're doing it I'm just saying no. for people that gripe about it I think something like the hateful eight that went on forever. Or Once Upon a Time in America, I think, uh, or even are- the last Avenger movie. I think they are plotting it. This is how long it takes to tell the story. And I think that's how they're doing it. It's just that after the fact, I know that people tend to watch this over two nights, you know. Is he going to cry about his parents? Is that what I'm, am I, the second I see that, I'm out. I'm out. I know you're kind of like burned out on Batman, but I'm excited. I think the trailer, the brand new trailer that, just, uh, that I just saw this week, uh, it looks good. I, I'm yeah. really I'm looking yeah, forward to he's it. He's got a Batmobile, so we haven't seen that. Who's before. the villain? He's it's dark. Yeah, there's three of them. You got the Penguin, uh, the Riddler, and the Catwoman, all in the same movie. Hmm. Oh shit! Who's Catwoman? Uh oh, who is it? Uh, it's Zoe, um, Zoe Kravitz, I think. That's yeah. it. Oh that's shit! It. Yeah, Zoe uh, Deschanel. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what? Uh, Colin Farrell is playing uh, the Penguin. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Okay. I just, I made myself laugh at the idea of Zoe Deschanel as as Catwoman. Oh, God. Just completely one note. Oh, boy, that'd be rough. Just boring. That would be rough. I know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway, it looks good. It looks dark. There's no place, you know, they just go darker and darker. There's no, there's no place to go with Batman. You just make it, you know, this last one, I'm going, whoa, this looks like they're really, 
You know, what can you do? You're not going to make him light. After Joel Schumacher, you're never going to try a light yeah. Batman again. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I just hope that it's uh, we tread some new ground. If the if the new Spider Man has Good taught us that. if the new Spider Man has taught us anything, you can tread new ground and you can you can make it interesting and and uh, while retreading old stuff, you can make it interesting. Yeah, do I don't it. know. This you, looks like it's doubling down on this on the usual, but I'm still excited. Why don't they just make a Lego Batman too? That's what uh, I, want. I don't know. That's, they should have. That's still the best it made Batman. Money. That's still the it best on screen Batman. Yeah, I just saw it like. Last month I rewatched it and it was hilarious. I agree, but you know, and it made a lot of money, so I don't know why they didn't do a second one. You know, that's great. Well, because Warner wants you to take it seriously. I guess I don't know. No, I agree with that, Mario. That they everything's so unrelentingly grim that it burns people out. You know. Yeah, <laughs> but, after uh, a while, I wouldn't mind seeing Batman know. get a suntan or something. You know, I wouldn't mind that. Some no, no. sunshine. But I'm, and... a, I'm a sucker for Batman. So I'm looking like, for you know, living parents uh, by the pool. Yeah. They were they were going to make a sequel, but it's not going to happen now, Justine. I'm reading about it now. What? It says uh, the rights of DC Comics are owned by Warner Brothers, but Universal Pictures acquired the film rights to the Lego Movie franchise, which canceled the sequel out. What? Uh, uh, not make- Why can't they just collab like Sony Ooh. did with Spider-Man? Well, I would love to know how that happened. That, yeah. So Universal must uh, they must own the rights to like the Lego rides and stuff or something, you know? Well, that's what they Universal. That's kind of that. what Warner gets because Warner screwed out Marvel. Remember, they wanted to have, they wanted to do like a Marvel DC crossover in the Lego movie. Oh, is that right? They were going to have some Marvel characters, and then uh, Warner oh, yeah. Bro- Warner Brothers was like, nope, because Lego does own the the rights to the Marvel Lego characters. So that would have ah. been that would have been your only way to get a Lego Marvel DC uh, a Marvel DC crossover would have been a Lego movie, and Warner Brothers was like, nah, we don't want to promote okay. Marvel. All right. Oh, is it burb? He burb. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Burb. What does that mean? Is he cold out there? Yeah, burb. He saw a bird. I was like, break room? Be right back. He be said, right be back. right back. Ah. He, yeah, yeah, he yeah. went to an Airbnb. You better watch <laughs> out, Justine. What's he doing? Hmm? 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 He turned the camera off, too. Mm-hmm. Getting his bed and breakfast is what he's getting. <laughs> what do you hear over he's- there, Justine? What is he doing? No comment. Justine, did you get your hair redone? Is it is it more purple now? It's very did, purple. Um, everything that was bleached, that blonde, like platinum blonde, we just put purple over it. That's so Raven. Looks fantastic. Boom! Two references in one. You're welcome. Bang. Bang. Mm. That's it. Yeah, nasty. Book above. <laughs> Book above. <laughs> A little nasty. I didn't know there were so many ways to say the same phrase until I saw that so Raven. Brent. Every every single episode, she just says it just a little bit different. Brent, I have a question for you. What, what's your category today, sir? We're gonna go. We're gonna go eighties and nineties. We're gonna go action. Or we're gonna go uh, uh, comedy blockbusters. Let's hit the eighties. Ooh, eighties and nineties. Here we go. Uh, Patrick will be back in a minute, so we'll get started. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Here we go. John Batman. <laughs> Don't go away. When does when does it come out? When does Batman come out? I think it's like uh, March third. Do I have so to I go to the literally do, thirty? Days do I have to go to the theater to see it, or can I see it from the comfort of my own? I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be theaters only, but uh, if it is, I guess I'll have to figure out a way to do it. All right, here we go. 
Uh, we're gonna start with uh, John Sandy. I'm gonna go just, just we're, I'm going around according to my, who's on my screen first here. John Sandy, which actor played Fred Flintstone in the 1994 live action version of the Flintstones? John Goodman. John Goodman. Jake, in which U.S. city was RoboCop set? In which U.S. city was RoboCop set? Oh God. Uh, we did watch it. We did watch it. I know. For the I know for the show. Oh, we did. Mm-hmm. Does that remember? I remember every detail. Absolutely not. Mine. Um, Chicago. Detroit. <laughs> Detroit. That's right. That's what I meant. Uh, Brent, in which movie did Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman star as detectives tracking down a serial killer? Seven. One of my grandma's favorite movies. I I, I watched that with her when I was like eight years old. God so. bless. Uh, God bless your grandma. <laughs> and after, to watch it eight. Wait, let me ask I loved you, it as eight year old. Yeah. <laughs> until she she bought you your birthday present for your ninth birthday, and you're like, "What's in the box? What's I in the box?" <laughs> <laughs> Justine, who starred along John uh, alongside John Travolta in the movie Face Off? Who mm. starred alongside John Travolta in the movie? And we're gonna um, watch this. This is coming up. Oh shit! I'm trying to think of his first name. Uh, Nick Cage. That's correct. Bam, wow. with authority. Patrick, <laughs> in the true life story depicted in Alive, from which country were the rugby team that were stranded in the Andes? In the true life story depicted in Alive, from which country were the rugby team that were stranded in the Andes? Um, is it Belgium? No, they were from Uruguay. Uruguay. Oh. Wrong too. Thanks, I've never seen it. On that. Yeah, man. And I watched the documentary. That's a crazy, <laughs> it's a crazy situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, in which which 1999 teen movie is a modern adaptation of My Fair Lady? That one's easy. Uh, say, just say the question again one more time. Which 1999 movie is a modern adaptation of My Fair Lady? Which 1999 teen movie is it? A, a 19- oh, it's a teen movie. Yeah. Um, mm, I have no idea. Uh, she's all that. She's all okay. that. Uh, so who's left standing? Brent and uh, I almost said Brent and PJ. Brent and <laughs> just <Justine. See> where. <laughs> How is PJ? How is PJ doing? Oh, he's doing good. Tell him I talk to him. Please send him our love. All right. I got you. In Flashdance, what job does Alex do by day in Flashdance? Is that me? That's you, Brent. In- oh, she worked at like the like a factory worker, right? No. Steel, like a steel mill. Yes. Or like. There oh, it God, is. Like, I do the metal factory. Yeah, she's a, she, she works <laughs> as a steel mill. All right. That's okay. So you're still alive. Uh, Justine, in what movie did Keanu Reeves play a federal agent called Johnny Utah? Oh. In what movie? A federal agent? In what movie? Mm-hmm. Johnny Utah? Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah. Federal agent. Oh, uh, um, and he like, um. They reference it in, uh, in, um. In, in what's the movie? I can't think of it now. In Hot Fuzz, they reference it in Hot Fuzz. I know, I know. He they just wanted to go surfing, Justine. That's all he I, wanted to do. I can't think of the name. Hold on. He was hanging Hold with on. ghosts. He fucking Hold hates on. Patrick Swayze. Uh, He's going amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yep. <laughs> and That's Patrick it. Swayze Point. had like that. Point. What? Point. Yes. Uh huh. Break. Yes. Dang. Yes. Yep. Oh wow. She got there. I've that never seen that movie. All right. Totally didn't Brent, get Patrick whisper it either. Brent, the pressure's on you, sir. How many <laughs> how many 80 sequels were there to the 1975 movie Jaws? How many 80 sequels were there? 80 sequels? Uh, well, actually, it's just sequels. Uh, it's actually just oh, sequels. Oh, okay. I'm about to say, I'll try to get a year now. It's a four of them. Or three sequels, I'm sorry. Okay. That's right. Can you name them for a bonus point? Jaws. Jaws 2. Thanks. Jaws 3. Jaws the Revenge. It's Jaws 3D, sir, but we're still gonna oh, yeah. we're still gonna count. You never that. get bonus points. He, you can't Which get, is the one you, where they go. You can't yeah, get personal. That's uh, Jaws the Revenge. This time it's personal. Justine, that was my mom. In which 1994 movie does Charlie Sheen play a maverick skydiving instructor? In which 1990 Charlie Sheen? What year? 1994 plays a maverick. Hot. Shot. No, hot, no. Hot shit. <laughs> hot shit, hot shit. <laughs> hot, hot this shit. is the movie where they fry the eggs on her boobs, right? That's hot shots, but that's not, that's not what oh, it okay. is. Okay, no. I was still saying the right thing. Um, I forgot about that scene. <laughs> you know what my, you know my favorite scene from that movie is, Brent? I think it's in part due. Did you ever see any of those? Years ago. There's one scene where he just he's out of ammo. He his gun runs out of ammo, so he just picks up bullets off the ground and throws them. Yeah. And the guys do this the death dance like the short. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. Terminal really Terminal Velocity. Velocity. Terminal oh. Velocity. Brent yeah. is our winner again. Mm-hmm. Nah, she won last time. I lost. Brent, congratulations. Brent is our winner again. Brent oh. is our winner again. How do you All feel, right. Brent? Brood. Brood. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I tried to have you back, Justine. I, I know, I know. <laughs> nope. But I'm with them, so. No. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. With these motherfuckers. That's, that's rough. <laughs> hey. John, uh, John, did you know yes, that yesterday yes, was the 40th anniversary of uh, <laughs> the, the start of Late Night with, with David Letterman? Is that right? Yeah, yesterday was. And now there is a Letterman, official Letterman channel on YouTube. And you can go watch really? clips. And they have... Uh, Interviews with uh, people that help create the show. Uh, they're going really? to be adding more content, but yeah, it's the official. It's just called the Letterman Channel on uh, YouTube. So check it out. How and about it, that? And it's stuff from NBC and uh, CBS. Oh, great! Because yeah. that's my favorite stuff. Yeah, yeah. In the first like ten years. <laughs> I always remember that that show had a real mood because uh, when I used to watch it, I used to sneak up, sneak out of my parents would be asleep, and I'd sneak out to watch it, and. Uh, I, do you remember they would the, the opening for the first few years was like the city was shutting down. They would like the yeah. lights would be going off on the Empire State Building, yeah. and it's like a cop car driving down like a deserted deserted street. That's where I first actually yes. heard of Assault on Precinct Thirteen because it was on the marquee uh, of like a movie theater yeah. that was that was turning the lights off. So it looked it really felt like you were watching something that it was like wow this is really coming live. You don't understand how TV works when you're a kid. You're like wow this they're is- doing it at three they're doing it at three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But so, you know, there was a different vibe when you're watching a show at twelve thirty, a comedy show like that. Uh, same with Conan. When you're watching at twelve thirty, is a whole different vibe. 
because you feel like there's only so many people that are up watching. It's just insomniacs and college students, you know? Mm-hmm. And so uh, there is a different vibe. It feels more underground, you know? A lot of that just to put on, but you're right. The old Letterman show felt like, hey, they really gave these guys a show? Yeah, you know? exactly. He's, dro- <laughs> he's like, wow. He's dropping stuff off of buildings and, and doing uh, all yeah, kinds of Yeah, it's all kind of under the radar, like only we get this. You know, it's really, those first two years, you really felt like, this is a show for me, you know? And he would he would have stuff on, um, he would have guests on that would nor- wouldn't normally be on, like, The Tonight Show. That's actually where that Joel... Joel from Mystery Science Theater made oh, his, yeah, yeah. like his, his appearance. Like he would have guys like that, just weird people, weird characters on in the middle of the night. And you're, uh, you yeah, know. he created his own sort of like cast of uh, regular guests. You know, he wasn't going to have on like Don Rickles and Dean Martin like Carson. You know? Yeah, although he did later, <laughs> but more. but yeah, but when he first be started, age specific. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're gonna do a we're gonna do this game. We never do this, but I want to do it because Brent's here and John's here, and this will be fun uh-huh. and and. Uh, this is a game called Music IQ. We've actually played this oh, before. Okay. But this oh, no. this is multiple choice. Okay, multiple yeah, choice. Dumb. All right, here we go. That always helps. We're going to yeah, start with Justine because we're going to go ladies first. Mm. Justine, how does what does British star Adele use to name her albums? Does it was it her lovers, her multiple names, or her age when she her writes age. the songs? Her age. Correct. Correct, Justine. See? She just had her new album that came you're, out. You're not. Like, a, you're not what Patrick at all. At all, what Patrick described. Patrick on the cover. I'm on the I'm cover dumb. of the album Abbey Road. <laughs> is that the, is that correct? The name is that the name of that album Abbey Road. So. Yes. Is that that's an album? Right. Where they're walking across <laughs> the sidewalk. <laughs> yes, that's right. Paul Mac- <laughs> Paul McCartney is the only Beatle not doing what? Walking backwards, wearing shoes, looking at the camera. He's not wearing shoes. Correct. Because he was dead. That is the absolute. That's right. That's that's what the rumors say, at least. (laughs) Placed by an android. John Sandy, what song led Ireland's Sinead O'Connor to worldwide (laughs) stardom in 1990? Nothing compares to you, Wannabe, Wuthering Heights. Nothing compares to you. That's correct. She called out the Pope. Does anyone want uh, to to guess who that was a cover of? She was covering somebody. It was Prince. John, correct. Uh, this is for Jake. Jake, what do the letters of the name ABBA stand for? What do the letters of the name ABBA stand for? See, your favorite band. You get a whole question on your favorite band. Is it the first initials of the group's members? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, uh, the first letters of the Swedish phrase meaning love sick, love song? Or does it not stand for anything? Is it their initials? <laughs> the first letters of the Swedish phrase meaning love sick, love song? Or do they not stand for anything? Is it's the initials of the band? Damn it! You are correct, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, impressive, Jake. All right, here we go. You love Most him that much. What's that? He's bumping that. What's no, that? I'm, just, I'm just really good at multiple choice. I'm really impressed. <laughs> what was the name of the band that played with Bob Marley during his entire career, Brent? Was it oh. the Whalers, the Melody Makers, oh. or the Innocent Criminals? The Whalers. That's right, sir. All right, everybody's alive. Everybody's alive. Some of these, if it's if it's like a band that I know you don't know, I'm gonna I'm gonna just dump it, okay? Because there's some. You're gonna here. make your own multiple choice. Well, no, because there's some like world music stars that I don't think you guys are gonna know because you probably don't, you know. Because we're idiots. No, not that. It's just we're it's, not world. Yeah, you, what you think we're uncultured? Is that what you're trying to tell I'm us? I'm sure you love. Mario's like, all right, back in they go. <laughs> I'm sure. You, I'm sure you love Fela Cootie like I do, but you don't. All right, here we go. Yeah. 
What? You love, yeah. What, yeah, zombie, bro. Are you kidding me? Uh, which? <laughs> not that zombie. Which famous band shares its name with types of electrical current, Justine? Is it the Alternators, ACDC, or Surge? Can we just uh, quit? ACDC. <laughs> ACDC, which stands for Alternating Current, Direct Current. That's right. Are you? Oh, here we go. Uh, this is for, I don't know why Patrick keeps getting these, probably because he's the whitest guy I know. In 1969, up top, the Beatles did what to cause a huge traffic jam? Uh, did they play in a tube station? Did they play at a rooftop concert at lunchtime? Or did they play for free in Hyde Park? Uh, rooftop. That's right. Rooftop. That's right. Mario, did you ever finish watching that? Uh, I will. I will. I, eventually, I will. Mark, Martin ruined it for you. No, he did not. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. What was the name of the rap band that Amy Winehouse founded at the age of 10, John? The rap band that Amy Winehouse founded at the age of 10. Was it Rhythm and Tunes, Sweet and Sour, or Body and Soul? Rhythm and Tunes, Sweet and Sour, Body and Soul. That's tough. That is a tough God, one. God, I never, I never heard this. I Wow, that's that's news to me. I watched I'll just a documentary to... too, and I don't think I know that answer. Uh, I'll just guess. Yeah, I'll say body and soul. Sweet and sour, John. Sweet and sour. Okay. But we gotta, we gotta get, we gotta get tough. We gotta get tough. Uh, Jake, which group's guitarist is known as the Edge? Is it Kiss, the Rolling Stones, or YouTube? YouTube. The yeah, Edge. YouTube. Yeah, the Edge. Which <laughs> which group's guitarist is known as the Edge? Kiss, the Rolling Stones, or YouTube? A fucking, I don't know, kiss. Nope, no, you no. You said know. it like five times. I thought you were just I telling him at that point. The, uh, <laughs> no. Oh, here we go. Uh, Brent, what musical style was made popular by Portishead? Was it acid jazz, cool house, or trip hop? Acid jazz, cool house, or trip hop? Trip hop. Correct. Hey. Holy! Mario is just trying to get us out right now. <laughs> oh no, I'm not. Because look at this, Justine. Which Spice Girls hit was designated most annoying oh song? <laughs> which Spice Girls hit was designated <laughs> most annoying song by Rolling Answer Stone in 2007? Them. Was it Wanab? <laughs> stop. Spice up your life. Wannabe. Stop or spice up your life. Most They're annoying. Most Ooh. annoying. Hot takes. 2007. Hot takes. Ask a fan for the most annoying song. That's perfect. Yeah, that's rough. That's, that's rough. Movie. Yeah. Why I not? don't think. It's got it. Rolling Stone said it. Yes. The magazine, uh, the not magazine. the band. The the magazine said it. Spice Girls hit uh, was designated most annoying by by Rolling Stone mag magazine in 2007. It's wannabe, stop or spice up your life. I will tell you that other songs on the list included the thong song. And my heart will go on. Let me see that thong. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, hold on. Hey, do me a favor, Patrick. Don't drop that dun dun dun. All right. What? Let's just go classic because I'm not. I can see. I can see spice up your life being annoying. Uh huh. Um, I get pumped when I hear wannabe, but I can see maybe wannabe is the annoying one. So is that your final answer? Stop's not that pop stop isn't as popular. So I don't know. To me it would be spice up your life because that's kind of annoying. But I will go with wannabe because Correct. Wannabe. Wannabe. Dang girl. 
That's just that, that forever to get there. <laughs> uh, thank you for taking well, this. It's, she had to like put herself in the shoes of a hater. I did. Oh, J- Justine, I got some Spice Girls related. I bet you don't got. I, I'm, I bet. Okay. I got this. I got the Spice Girls PS One video game right here under my couch right here. <laughs> <Do not. laughs> and you're like lying and oh stuff. Oh my god! It's like a, it's like a dance game thing. I, I, I yeah. saw it for a dollar one time oh and I just bought it for the hell of it. <laughs> <laughs> I love I it. I thought for a dollar. That's so <laughs> funny. I know. Wow. <laughs> uh, All right. Complete the mm. following lyrics. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. I'm made of plastic. It's blank. Is it pretty drastic? Is it so elastic? Or is it fantastic, Patrick? Uh, it's fantastic. You're darn right it is. Back to Brent. I remember that cover some, somehow. That's so yeah, me awesome too. that you have that. All right, Brent. I had, I had to. Which, up, Brent, which Irish rock group has won over 20 Grammy Awards? Is it The Who? Is it U2? Or is it Aerosmith? Irish. I don't even know which one is Irish. That's the bad part. The really? Who. No, the Who are British. U2. It oh, is U2. Yeah, it's U2. U2 is uh, Irish. U2 is so annoying that I know. Are you? Okay. You say that question hurts me, Jake. The Irish person in me is screaming that their most famous song, Sunday Bloody Sunday, is about a massive massacre that happened in Ireland. Oh, when, what, what is this? What is oh. that? <laughs> What, what is this? There was a massacre where? With Bloody what? Sunday? Like, what? What? What's, what's that about? I mean, I have like a, those sometimes. Tell me about yeah. that, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what? I'll, bet you, I'll bet you you two didn't write a song about it. <laughs> uh, they will now. <laughs> I gotta call a, YouTube, a YouTube cover band. It's gonna <laughs> change the meaning. That's right. Uh, okay. Marco's all, where do I go from there? <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's about you know a bunch of people getting massacred by the British, but I mean that's fine. We're we're, we're cool. It's uh, don't even oh, worry about the cool. British. Uh, <clears throat> ja, Justine, the marimba belongs to which family of instruments? Strings, wind, or percussion? Strings, wind, or percussion? Which which family does the marimba belong to? Strings, wind, percussion. Percussion. Correct. You know why I know that? Animal Crossing. Hey. <laughs> Uh, like Patrick, yes. which hit song by the British group Queen has no choir, but features passages in both ballad and hard rock styles? Uh, Is it Bohemian We Will Rhapsody. Rock You, Killer Queen, or Bohemian Rhapsody? Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Correct. Justine, ooh, this is between lover's quarrel right here. And you, we all know, if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friend. Uh, who created the <laughs> who created the lip and tongue logo for the Rolling Stones? Justine, was it Ray uh, Roy Lichtenstein, Andy Warhol, or Jasper Johns? It's actually Lichtenstein. I said Lichtenstein. Yeah, Lichtenstein. Who created the lip and tongue logo for the Rolling Stones? Was it Lichtenstein, Andy Warhol, or Jasper Johns? It's pronounced Frankenstein. <laughs> you say Frederick. Um, yeah, let's go school style. You always go with B, right? So B. <laughs> Correct, Andy Warhol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah, um, that makes a lot of sense. Not uh, not to be annoying, but it really wasn't Andy Warhol. It was none of the above. But he gets credit. Mm. He takes the credit. 
Uh, he designed like the zipper on the front of the cover, but the 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 uh, lips and tongue was actually another guy. Got paid about two hundred bucks, and you never heard from him again. God mm. bless that guy. Damn, John. Actually, actually. Oh, oh. Well, I'm sorry, sir. Your facts are incorrect. I know. I'm Professor Frink. Uh, actually, uh, what what you don't know is Spock was not a Vulcan. It was actually a Romulan. The father was a. We, uh, which song by the police was number I didn't know one? Krusty was here. Which uh, no, Krusty's <laughs> bye bye pork <laughs> bun. Hey. hey, hey kids, bye bye hey, pork hey. bun. Uh, <laughs> which song by the police was a number one Billboard hit in 1983? Was it Roxanne? Was it Self Control or was it Every Breath You Take? Sorry, Brent, I hurt your ears there. No, no, three. Mm-hmm. Uh. What was the last one? Roxanne, self-control, every breath you take. Yeah. I think it's every breath you take, right? You would be correct. Justine, which pop artist was discovered by a producer thanks to YouTube? uh, I'm sorry, does it have a year? Which pop artist was discovered by a producer thanks to YouTube? Was it Lady Gaga? Was it Katy Perry? Or was it Justin Bieber? Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. And what 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 do Bieber fans call themselves? What do they call him? Like believers, the Biebers. They, they're the believers. Well, what do they call him? <laughs> oh, I don't know. They call him the Biebs. Oh. It's the Biebs. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Which makes which which makes me wonder what Michael Bublé's fans call him. Got me hooked on him. I was like, "All right, Ludacris, you're in. I'm in." <laughs> I now I, I didn't even know he did a song with him. <laughs> That's his hit song. Came out oh. with Ludacris. Yeah. Was it? Was it that hard? Because yeah. Usher's the one that found him. Yeah, Usher produced him. All right, here we go. Patrick, which band appeared in a yes. commercial for Wrigley's Chewing Gum to make extra money? Was it The Clash? <laughs> was it The Police? Or was it The Bee Gees? Uh, it was The Bee Gees, right? It was not. It was The cl- the Police. Oh, I was going to say if it's The Clash, I wouldn't fucking believe it. Justine no, wins. I wouldn't believe it either, yeah. <laughs> Justine, you win, girl. Good job. Yeah. We're going to talk about, uh, guess what, guys? We are going to be talking about uh, Groundhog Day in a couple minutes. We, we're going to try to have a special guest on here. We can't announce it just yet. But we, we, may, have spe- we, may, have, we may have a special guest for the next minute. We have seven minutes left. Uh, we're going to talk to our friend Brent here. Brent, what's coming up on the Home Video Hustle? Um, the, oh, it's actually your Patreon pick coming up next. Your second Patreon pick. You remember what it was? I do not remember. It's a John Woo movie called Hard Boiled. Mm. Mm. Talking about this week, he's mm. doing a spit take. <laughs> oh, I, I tried to get him to do one. <sighs> Waited right here. This yes, was sir. this was this was in my PlayStation. Not 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 two evenings ago. That's right. That's, oh. that's how we ended our uh, friendship fundamental month. That is because he picked that. That is one of my all time greats. That is one of Same. my all time favorite action movies. You ever played the video game sequel? Yes, it was. Uh, I love that game. What was that? Man. What was it called? Stranglehold. Stranglehold, and you had the two guns. And you would just run around. Uh good stuff. And it was Chow Yun Fat. It was a little CGI Chow Yun Fat. Mm-hmm. That's right. Even had, even had CG John Woo in there. Did it? <laughs> he was like the shopkeeper used to buy stuff. Oh, that's right. Because in the movie, he always he turns up as the uh, he turns up as the, the bartender. Bar. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing tequila slammers. Mm-hmm. How many of you guys nah, have seen yeah. Hard Boiled? So hard to find that and the killer, very hard it's on to YouTube. find. 
It's on. It's in full on YouTube right now. If they if they want to see it. Yeah, oh, one of the all time greats. Mario, when did you submit that? When did you put? Oh, that, I uh, forgot that to tell you, Brent. John is very interested. But I told him, I told him, I said, I said it may be like a year or two because I think it took you guys two years to get to Assault on Precinct Thirteen. It was yeah, literally we're trying to get going quicker now. It was literally the last movie out of that bag, the, the initial yeah, yeah. bag. I remember. So how long was it for this? That for was this PJ's one. fault, though. It's because I made him watch Dune, and they're like, "Fuck this shit! Why are we letting Lawson's pick?" No, because it's like it's random. You just pick your hand in a bag, right? Yeah, That's just it. Pull a pull a name out. What, yeah. what movie, John? What movie? If you could, what movie would you suggest? Oh well, uh, he just mentioned Spinal Tap. I was thinking, hey, I might do that. I might submit Spinal Tap. Yeah, uh, but also, uh, also Casablanca, since he hasn't seen Casablanca, I might put that in there. Uh, yeah. Hey, there like I know who the special guest gonna be that week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said I wouldn't watch it again. Nope. I don't know. See you watch it. We barely talk about it though, so you'll be fine. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I saw her in the front row last week. I thought that. Did was you end up going, John? Did you end up going to the? Uh... <laughs> no, I actually didn't make it. I got somebody called me up, and by the time I looked at the clock, I'm like, I can't make it in time. That was me. So. I called you. That was me. I called you after. Was it? The sh- okay. Yeah, so it was, I called I you after it. the show. We all, like we always do. We we do a yeah, po- yeah. we do a post mortem you know every week. You I and see, I, with nobody what? else is privy to it, and we I talk would about talk to you. Yeah, I would rather talk to you. I've seen it a million times, and how often do I get to talk to you that it's not on the show? And, I, and we talk about who's on thin ice this week, and John yeah. always gives me his observations and says, yeah, "Oh, I thought I thought Justine brought it this week, but Jake was a little weak, and Patrick was a little weak." No, that says a lot. I I would rather talk to you. Because I've seen it a million times. I don't need to see it again, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how John just blew all that off. It was really great. Uh, <laughs> no, it's the truth. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have said, you know what? I got to go. I got this thing I, uh, I got to do. You guys want to watch Casablanca? <laughs> we'll watch it right now. I'll just throw it up back I'll here. <laughs> there you go, Justine. In real, in real time. Watch party. Yeah, you want to watch it, uh. Justine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah. just mad because Bogart smiled. You loved everything else about it. I just would, I just, I said, I would rate something low if I wouldn't watch it again. Right. <laughs> Can I just talk or Zardoz? Which one? <laughs> Casablanca, 100%. Yeah, which one would you rather watch again? Zardoz? Or... She's thinking about it, too. Man, we owe Jeff. If you ever see Jeff in real life, Brent, you, you'd knock him one for us. He probably whoop my ass. Yeah, because he knows Kung Fu for real. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm an old man. I can't be walking around picking fights. Are you telling me you wouldn't like to see Sean Connery in a codpiece again? <laughs> no. It, it oh, wasn't on there, Justine, hey, but it That's a great been. Tom Hardy. Yeah. What, Justine? Oh, they could bring it back. And with the new episode, she asked if it, Zardoz was on Mystery Science Theater. Oh. Uh, it should be. Yeah, how is that not on Mystery Science Theater? Because they, they have to pay for the rights. Oh, and that to, was like uh, a major. Yeah, oh, that pay. was like MGM. That's a major movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's too long that's, to explain how it's just really Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I got. I have Zardoz well, here now, too. Where do you I'll, say that? Have you ever watched oh, it, Brent? Yeah, I actually bought it for the podcast so I can make PJ watch it one day. <laughs> Don't do it all the way through. <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be. Yeah, a, it, that's not. A, that's a friendship ender, not a friendship fundamental. Yeah, no, that is like a, uh, <laughs> How does he still watch movies with you after that? Honestly, no. Because because we, we when we talk about it we get drunk so he doesn't remember anything. Ah, uh, smart, it's like the, smart, It's like the smart. neuralizer from Men in Black. You just blank. <laughs> 
Hey, maybe that's how Justine should watch Casablanca with like a bottle of Jack Daniels. Or something. Tipsy. <laughs> hey, that bottle's going to be gone by the time the movie's over. Every time he says, here's looking at you, you take a drink. Yeah. There you go. All right. We're going to send, uh, we're going to take a quick break and then uh, we're going to get, re- when we reconvene, we may have a special guest with us and we can get the technical bugs worked out. So give us one second uh, and we'll be right back after these messages. Hey, welcome back to the Superiority Complex, everybody. We had a nice little break there, and in the break, we not we have not only have one special guest. Our friend Brent is here, obviously. We have two special guests, and we have a very, very special guest. Uh, his podcast, Rock Solid, is consistently one of the highest ranked uh, on iTunes for music podcasts. Uh, he's had tons and tons of great guests, including myself, three or four times. Uh, I'd say a bulk of our of our regular contributors, uh, listener wise, uh, Eric of Aragon, uh, uh, Michael Bagford, of course, uh, come from uh, from his fan base, and uh, I'm talking, of course, about the great Pat Francis of the Rock Solid Podcast. Hi, Pat. Hello, guys. How are you guys doing? We're great. Solid. All great. good. Yeah. Hey, Pat. Who's your Who's your guest this week on the show? Uh, this week it's my, uh, it's my oldest child, Ezra, but then next week we'll, well, the rest, uh, the rest of the month we have like Joan Osborne, Marshall Crenshaw, Urge Overkill and, Whoa. Wolf, and Wolfgang Van Halen. So what Urge Overkill. Yes. No kidding. Um, wow. But Nash and King, both of them. I just interviewed them yesterday. They were really fun. Really wow. good. No kidding. Yeah, Johnny, you're, you're, you're stuck on this podcast. You're stuck on this. Poor John. Poor John's stuck with us. Zip him up, John. Zip up those pants, John. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's funny you mentioned that because we talked about that earlier. John had his camera off for a, a length of time. That was We were like, what's going on over there? But he fixed it. I heard noises. <laughs> Brent just did the Spider-Man flip. That was perfect timing. Oh, too bad this isn't a video podcast. Well, welcome, the Pat. Reason, the only reason my camera's off, guys, I've been doing housework all day, and I am I am a disaster. I uh, I do not have HD handsome in my uh, oh. in my screen. Uh, well, you yeah. didn't. You didn't wear the. What did you refer to? You didn't wear the Shug White look, and so <laughs> yeah, yeah Shug White. All credit to Pat Francis for that joke, but uh, yeah, I didn't notice the I didn't notice the medallion earlier, Brent. Good, 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 mm-hmm. good eye point. You, it, mm-hmm. it just caught my eye, like man, you look like you're a Death Row Records rapper. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I it. gotta know, Pat. Were were the Urge Overkill guys wearing their medallions with the UO on it? <laughs> <laughs> they were not, but they looked uh, as rock star as you could look. They were very cool. Unbelievable. Mm. Pretty cool, Pat. Are you, John, you're pull, still pull them up. You're, <laughs> <laughs> Pat, you're still doing all of your interviews via Zoom, is that correct? Currently, yes. I, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that I can get back to doing uh, in-person interviews with musicians. It'll either, be, it'll either go one of two ways. They won't want to do them anymore because it's so easy to do it from home, or they'll, mm. be, or they'll be so excited to be anywhere else that they'll come and do them live. So we'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, you've had a great year over there, though. I mean, you're, in a lot of ways, 
uh, we talked about this before. COVID's really worked out for your show because a lot of people that you couldn't necessarily get to come down to the studio w- will do a Zoom interview. So it's yeah, kind of right. I mean, look, I, I love COVID. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's PC or not. But bring, bring, it, bring it on! Bring on all the variants. <laughs> You're working on the variants. Hey, here's one. The rock Good solid variant. variant. Is there any? I definitely, yeah. I definitely need to interview Carly Simon. So bring it on. Oh, Carly, oh, that'd be great. We all, we, yeah. Oh, Carly Simon, man, great. Uh, yeah, is is that is that the is that the uh, the um is that the, the Holy Grail right now for you, Carly Simon? Because it was Pat Benatar for a while. No, the Holy Grail is is seriously Chrissy Hind of the Pretenders. Mm. No, because so then that's the number one on my list. Yeah, because then we go into the through we get, we get the Kinks that way. We get through the we get the the through line to the Kinks. At well, least Ray Davies. No, I, I think I'm going to get Dave this year because he has a book coming out. Oh, nice. Wow. Well, I would, I would, I would, I will probably just hang around the studio for that. I'll probably just <laughs> drive by the studio that day, Pat. I will definitely drive okay. by can the studio. Can I sweep up? Can I just like, yeah, yeah. sweep you up? Need a, you need a Mexican gardener for the day? Because I'm there for you. <laughs> I'm there for Take you. Take care of the village green, Mario. Yay! Hey, hey, nice. There's a reference for you. Well, oh, this, this week we watched a little movie called Groundhog Day. And uh, so, Pat, what we do now on the uh, uh, on the Digital Movie Club is we have someone give a synopsis, and then we'll have uh, Patrick read the actual synopsis, so we see how how close they get to the synopsis. Would you like to give us a brief synopsis of what uh, what Groundhog Day is about for the for people who might not remember or haven't seen it, which I don't think is a huge number, but you know, you're, you're our guest. Me, you're yeah. asking me to do that? Yeah, give yeah. a synopsis. Yeah. How- how dare you put me on this spot? <laughs> <laughs> Mark was all, you've seen it. <laughs> you were in this movie, Pat. There. You were actually you were there. I don't, I don't know how to log line it. Line it. It's, uh, you know, a, a weatherman is trapped in the same day uh, over and over until he finds love. I don't know. That's perfect. That's, that's how you, you, you nailed it, Pat. He becomes a better man. Yeah, yeah that's a good one too, go. Justine. That's why you're one of the people that I enjoy. Whoa, that's one. Yeah, that's that's yeah, one. We already, of them. We already we didn't have to say it. We already knew that one. Uh, that's Patrick's happy because he knows he's the other one. Because they're they, they, yes. they That's right. We know the other one's John. Okay, don't get my hopes up. Uh, <laughs> Pat doesn't like anybody. That's the whole thing about Pat. <laughs> oh, that's not true. That is not true. <laughs> that's not true. Uh, my wife's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife does. Your uh, 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 shout out to Pilar. She's she's a, the, the, she's great. Truly one of the greats. And uh, actually, do you want to give her uh, her her website or her her business yeah. a plug real quick? Yeah, I do. Onthepage.tv is her website. She is the premier screenwriting teacher in Los Angeles. Wow. wow. I'm I'm not afraid Big to money. say that because I believe it's true. And she's a and she is a wonderful, uh, just a wonderful person uh, in general. Uh, and look easy on the eye. And makes a mean <laughs> mean bowl of chili. That's all. Mean I, bowl of chili. Yeah, yeah. And that's a euphemism. Hey. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Patrick. Do you want to give us the breakdown of uh, yes. of uh, Groundhog Day? Groundhog Day released in 1993 on February 12th. A little bit late. Directed by Harold Ramis. Uh, got an 8 out of 10 on IMDb, a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, with a budget of $14.6 million gross box wait, office oh, worldwide. Wait. Do we want to do an HVH uh, and guess? 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. Yeah, for in, in honor of our guess. guest Brent, we'll, we'll try oh. to guess the box office. Brent, what's your guess? What was the what was the uh, how much it cost, Patrick? It cost to make fourteen point six million dollars. This was a huge hit at the time. I remember. So, Justine, do you want to give a wager? Um, 80, 80 million. Why not? Brent says eighty. Ooh. Uh, one billion. One fourteen. One four. One hundred fourteen million. Uh, Jake. Yeah. Uh, let's keep it at even hundred. Two hundred uh, million. Uh, John Sandy. I'll say ninety-five. Ninety-five, Patrick. I'll say $95 million, $1. <laughs> oh, there it is. I was wondering. Where's there Bob Parker? Yeah, yeah. Patrick? <laughs> uh, I, I know it. I'm reading it. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, okay. uh, uh, what do you well, say? go ahead, Patrick. You say, 95, you say $95 million and $1, uh, $1, Pat? That's what I say. I'm going to say $101 million because nobody went over. Son of a bitch. Uh, leave it to Home Video Hustle to get close. It was $71 million. $71 million. Dollars. He, like, I mean, to be fair, he does it for a living. He gets, you know, ratings and dollar amounts for movies. Yeah, all that's what he does. More often, yeah. Uh, uh, a whole notebook's full of them. So, Pat, <laughs> before we start, before we, we give our, our, um, our, our, our thoughts on the movie... Tell us what it was like. You were living in Pennsylvania, and this this production rolls up. How did you guys? Well, no. How did you, or what was going on? I was actually living in Chicago. They didn't film it in Pennsylvania. They shot it in Woodstock, Illinois. What mm. the hell? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was uh, I was a full time stand up comedian at the time, but uh, this came up that they were looking for extras, and they would want you to commit to six weeks, and I was fine with that. So uh, I went down and met with the people, and um, you know, I guess they liked my look, and uh, and I was personable, and so I was I was hired as one of the extras because they needed people to be there all the time. You needed to see the same faces all the time um, because it takes place over the same day. So uh, so that was uh, so I, I so I got I I got hired for that, and it was a blast. Sounds like a lot of so much fun. Did you guys all get to like? Obviously, you guys were there for six weeks. Did you get to mingle with the stars of the movie, or were you guys kind of kept separate? Um, I'll tell you what: the stars did interact with the people um, between shots and stuff. Robin Duke and Chris Elliott and Andy McDowell and Bill Murray and uh, Harold Ramis certainly and Tobolowski. There, everyone was. It was like a community because it was shot not in Hollywood. That's a real town square. That's not a bunch of facades. That Brent, you know that word, facade. They shot everything right there. It was pretty cool. Wow. The whole town square was a set. That's cool. That's yeah. awesome. And you were in the movie. You, you, we see you as a police officer in. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's like a, a about halfway right halfway through the movie. Um, yeah, I'm in. I'm in the. Uh, I'm right there when they do the ceremony. I'm. I'm. I'm standing at the fence perimeter because those people could get rowdy, and uh, my motivation was to, you know, fuck them up. <laughs> Try to get near the groundhog. Uh, no, that was cool because once they put me like in a specific costume, I felt, oh well, there's a chance I might be seen, 
on camera. And you can see me a couple of times. I have some screen caps that I post every year because I'm an idiot. But, um, <laughs> Got a self-promote, but, uh, you, know, you know, one day Bill Murray, is he wasn't on set. And people were like, where's Bill Murray? You know, he's supposed to be here. And he comes and he has, he's purchased ice cream sandwiches for everybody. And wow. he just comes with oh. a truck comes and he just hands out ice cream sandwiches to everyone. I love and, it. Um, so that was, that was cool. Uh, that scene when Tobolowski steps in the puddle and he has that interaction with Bill Murray, I was like right off camera for that. And they like had lived so many takes. It was amazing to watch these two. Uh, I was there for almost every single scene. Like when I saw the movie in the theater, I felt like I had already seen it before because I was That's there. Cool. I was there for the, the stunt when the stunt, when Bill Murray tries to kill himself by throwing himself off the clock tower. That was a real, they brought a stunt man in and wow. put a Bill Murray wig on him. And we got to see that happen. Uh, yeah, it was incredible. I mean, I'll answer any specific questions you might have. Now you have a, well, you have a picture of you and Harold Ramis. Uh, yes. What was it like? I mean, how was he with the extras and was he, was he very approachable? He was fantastic. Everyone was approach, approachable. That, ha- that was a day after filming was done. And my friend Mike Preston, who's also a comedian, we just hung out, and he was doing it with me. We just hung out until we saw them. And, and we, we ran into Harold that day. He was gracious. Uh, he signed my Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack. Because, <laughs> you know, why not? And then, and then we waited, and then Bill Murray came out. And Bill didn't seem like he was in that good of a mood that day. Mm-hmm. So uh, my friend approached him, and I took a picture of my friend and Bill. But I thought that was enough. I didn't, uh, I didn't ask for a picture oh, okay. or anything because he just was, didn't seem yeah. that approachable in that moment. So well, I backed you, off. You know, just, you know, just so you know, I have a picture somewhere. I need to dig it up. Uh, Tony Curtis absolutely did not want to take a picture and I took a picture with him anyway. And, uh, John Sandy was nice enough to snap that photo. Uh, and, uh, boy, was he not happy. And, uh, that picture makes me laugh every time I look at it. He is just dead staring the camera and it's the funniest thing. Uh, so he's trying to get out the door, you know, he's got a wife who was like 21 and he's just trying to get out the door. Well, he he's had like, been okay, flirting done. with some like co-eds from UCLA. And then as soon as they were done, he just wanted to be out of there. And I was like, uh, Mr. Curtis, Mr. Curtis, I love you. Was it like a cartoon? Like he turned and ran out so quickly, but his toupee stayed there for like half a second. Yeah. And then it left. But I have pictures with Brian Doyle Murray Yes, McDowell, Robin Duke, Chris Elliott. Wow. Chris Elliott signed my uh, one of my David Letterman books. Oh, um, there were there weren't that many rules. There weren't they didn't say like don't don't look at Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell did not seem like the brightest bulb <laughs> on the tree. Damn. Like we, someone had a straw hat that had like three palm trees growing out of the straw hat they were they were woven into the hat so every time we were around andy mcdowell i would put that hat on to see if she would mention it and she she wouldn't and i even got my i even got my picture taken with her with that hat on she didn't say a thing she was like oblivious (laughs) so strange uh yeah watching her in this movie i was i'm i'm always surprised that she was as 
and this is going to sound awful from some, uh, but I'm always I'm always surprised that she was as big a star as she was. Yeah. Because just she's just kind of a blank slate when you but I guess that's uh-huh. that's what you want. You can just put anyone next to her and then, you know, bounce the lines off her and there you go. Yeah. But her she and Murray did, did not get along. Ooh. There was there was a little bit of tension with those two. You could see it. Oh. Yeah, you could see it. And Brent. Then they would have to have a chat and then come back to set and <laughs> Brent, you're you well, do you have any questions? You're a fellow movie podcaster. Do you have any questions for Pat? You know, it's funny. He actually legit just answered it because I wondered watching the movie. I was like, I wonder if they actually liked each other off screen. I don't know. It was a vibe I even got watching the movie. Yeah. Like something was yeah. going on. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, makeup wise, Andy McDowell has a little bit of a mustache problem. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no. that up a little bit. Oh, no. No. Yeah. Uh, hey, Pat, I hate, I hate to ask this one. Well, then but don't. I, I, I have heard God. that... Uh, <laughs> I heard that Harold Ramis and uh, Bill Murray, uh, they had some arguments uh, on that movie. And they really didn't patch it up until he was almost on his deathbed. Damn. Yeah, I did and not see anything like that. If that happened, then that happened n- not around anyone. That on the location. Behind closed yeah. doors. Because they, um, they were nothing but friendly and fun with each other. And, cool. Oh, I just thought of something. I have a great story, guys. So... One day, this woman shows up with her kid, and her kid's in full Ghostbusters costume. <laughs> he's got the he's got the 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 pack, and he's got everything. And Harold Ramis sees the kid, and he says to Murray, he says, "Hey, Venkman, we got a we got a little Ghostbuster here." And they went over and talked to the kid. And they called each other by their Ghostbuster name. Oh, that's oh, awesome. They wow. the and they got pictures taken with the kid. Oh. And it was, it was really cool. Like, that was one where, you know, you, I got a little misty. I was like, oh, my God. This wow. is incredible. This kid, these are the Ghostbusters. He's, the kid's talking to them. So that was really cool. Oh, man. That, that tells you all you need to know about those guys. That's right. great. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. And the ice cream <laughs> sandwiches. I was. I'm very excited about the ice cream sandwich. Did you get an ice cream sandwich? And did well, Bill? You know, funny. And did I Bill Murray sign cream, it? I kept my ice cream sandwich. Framed. It's on the wall. Nice. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what other. Some of the scenes that they shot that did not make it to the film. One night. Oh. One night, Bill Murray is in full uh, Clint Eastwood spaghetti western. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, wonder what that you know, and then. Then I saw the film, and that wasn't in the film, so I don't know it what. Is, it's it is. Uh, it's in the movie it's theater scene when he's. Uh, it's in for a quick second. It's only yeah. for. And she's dressed like a maid. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he, okay. Gets, he gets out of the car. He's got the spurs. He gets out of the car. He's got the poncho and the cigar. And mm-hmm. yeah. I, I know another. I know another thing that they filmed was, you know, you remember the scenes like when he would play Jeopardy and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess there were bowling alley scenes where he bowls every day until he can bowl a three hundred game whenever oh. he wants oh and so there were those cool. scenes and those uh that didn't make it in you got to be there all six weeks pat six weeks yeah six weeks wow. every day. wow did that's you, so cool did you get to go to the rap party i did not get to go to the rap party <laughs> we all got a we all got an autographed picture though from bill murray they sent it to us hey and, and it's nice. bill it's a black and white of bill and the groundhog when they're driving around oh, oh yeah 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 and not personalized it just says bill murray but um still hey man that's cool. nice 
Yeah. Yeah. And um, um. I learned this about filming. They, uh, they hose down the sidewalk before they film. And if you watch movies now, you're going to see this. The sidewalk's wet. Even at Brent shaking his head, he knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, he probably hosed down his floor before he started. <laughs> <laughs> it just the looks whole, better. It the just whole looks, place. Yeah, it just <laughs> looks better on camera. Because I'm yeah. like, why are they? Is it supposed to be raining? No, it just looks better. So it's just darker streets. My yeah. dad told me that whenever they filmed at LAX or at um, Ontario Airport. Yeah, he always mm. goes down. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Hey, I got a, I got a, I got a little advice for you. When you're working at your grandpa's corn stand and it's dusty outside, you wet the dirt. You wet the dirt and it, the dust goes away. So just just so you know. <laughs> All right. So I'm not sweating it either, Pat, Mister Hollywood. Uh, all right, let's get Pat. Do you want to? I mean, we, thank you for hanging out with us. Do you, do you want to hang out and discuss, uh, get our observations, or do you, do you want us to cut you loose? It's up to you, my friend. You know, we're just gonna we're gonna get into the the everybody's thoughts on the film. You're more than welcome right. to stay. Well, I, I'll tell you what, I have a heart out at six. Oh, okay. <laughs> Perfect. No, I'll definitely, I'll hang out for a while. Okay. And I'll, I'll just listen and I'll only interject if I have something interesting to add to the cool. convo. Okay, great. Please, uh, please stay. <laughs> we're, we're, we're glad to have you. Thanks a lot for those stories, Pat. Um, and look for Pat. I, I did, if, you're, if you follow us on Twitter, at Soup Complex, S-O-U-P Complex, I did a little, I, went, I threw, a little, threw up a little meme and I found a screenshot of one of one of Pat's. Uh, I, and I, I try to do Pat. I don't know if you noticed that there was a little bit of. Uh, 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 it's not alliteration. I can't think of the word, but it's it's DiCaprio pointing in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and you're pointing. You're pointing in as your. So oh, there, there it is. Uh, Brent's got it right there. Uh, <laughs> what were you pointing at, at, Pat? Do you remember? Um, I said, "Look at Andy McDowell's mustache." <laughs> 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 All right, let's talk about Groundhog Day. Who had not seen Groundhog Day? Brent was Brent. the. It was a really? Brent's never seen. Brent, never let's start seen. with you, sir. What did you think? I, now you're a Bill Murray fan. You're a big Bill Murray guy. Yeah, there's what's a couple your, gaps in there. What's your favorite Bill Murray movie? Probably Scrooged. All right, that's the one I watched the most. Perfect. Least favorite Bill like Murray. That. Least favorite. Where the Buffalo yeah. Room. It's gonna be controversial, but maybe I just need to rewatch it because I couldn't get into it. But there's, um, I think it's the Wes Anderson movie, is it The Life Aquatic? I think it's called. There's oh a, yeah, I couldn't, I'm with I couldn't people get into with that. Some people yeah, I, I couldn't get through it. I, you yeah, know what's yeah. funny? I just got the the French Dispatch. I like all the Wes Anderson movies. I could not get through the French Dispatch. I couldn't. Oh, it's rough. Really? It's rough, man. I couldn't do it. I, I yeah. And I, I'm usually I, I love Wes Anderson movies. Uh, I'm in for the. I don't mind the preciousness. But uh, <laughs> the preciosity, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, You're not preciousness averse, then. Yeah, well, you know what it is? It's because he just doubled down on the Wes Anderson ness, and it's almost all Wes Anderson style. And with- also, it's very specific. Somebody walked out and said, Christ. If you're not a New Yorker fanatic, you're not going to get any of this. You know, it's yeah. like what the hell? Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. It's I, one for the fanatics, I guess. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't one for me, but uh, which is sad because I enjoyed Isle of Dogs, which is the last stop motion movie mm. he did. I really love that mm. one. I didn't think that That's got enough love. Movie. That's uh, a wonderful movie. Oh, who just dropped out? Nobody. Okay, so Brent, I'm sorry I interrupted you, sir. So, no, you uh, give us your thoughts. Uh, Groundhog Day. What did you think? I liked it. Um, it was one of the ones I don't regret buying the Blu-ray because that happens a lot where I'll buy something randomly and did not like it. But I like this one, so it stays in the collection. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
No, um, it made me laugh a lot, honestly. And I, like I was just saying before about the Disney thing. See, it's like it's a it's a different time in my life. I feel these emotions now, so I watch it. Because normally, all the love story shit will probably bore the hell out of me. But I actually got into it a little bit. I was rooting for the homie after a while, even though he was kind of doing weird shit at first. And I was like, "Hey, bro." You know <laughs> I was like, I know maybe it's like I said, new, newer mind state, but I was like, I was watching like, ooh, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's vibes coming off. I don't like this. <laughs> but see, it got better. Though. It was like Justin said earlier, he became a better person as it went on. I felt for him. I was like, I feel this in my soul because I'm trying to be a better person too. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> wow, that's a ask Brent. Go ahead, Pat. What's, what's up? Can I ask Brent a question? Of course. Yes, can. Brent, what did you think about seeing a young Michael Shannon in this film? Where the hell was he at? Uh, he's the I completely WWE wrestler guy. Yeah, he's the he's the guy that him and oh, his that was him? Yes, it, I think it was his first role. And, wow! Uh, and Jesus. I was there for that scene too, and I was like, I would have in a million years, I wouldn't think this guy will be a movie star someday. Yeah. I just thought it was some dumb kid. It was it's amazing. <laughs> I didn't even realize that was him. Yeah. I knew the, but when he said um, when they, when he got hyped about the WrestleMania tickets, I laughed because I think it was WrestleMania '92. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that was a mm-hmm. decent one, if I remember right. Like, if it was like 95, I'd be like, ooh, you don't want them tickets. <laughs> uh, so, Brett, you actually ended up rooting for Bill Murray. By the end. Like I said, at first, I was like, eh. Mm-hmm. But then I, by the end, though, I was, I was fucking with him a little bit more. That's what you, that's what you wanted, though. That, that's what you... That's kind of the vibe they were trying to... They, he was kind of a creep. Yeah. He was a creep, you know? He was just mm-hmm. a jerk and a creep and, and all of a sudden, but... And the whole thing is just about him. You know, it's, you, you understand that it's about trying to make him a better person, not just mm-hmm. finding love, but just being a better man. Uh, so you you went, you took that journey with him. Yeah, I said, I feel like I'm on a similar journey. I ain't doing that, that type of shit though. But <laughs> as I say on that home of the hustle, we progress and we upgrade, and he progressed and upgrade, and I fucked with that. Well, the now only you. The thing that was kind of weird though is I was like, they never really explained like the time warp. I thought there might be some like weird thing that come up at the end or something. They just never really explained. No. They never explained. Don't need to. I will yeah, tell that's you. Probably, probably better that they didn't. It really yeah. is uh, nice they didn't put a little bow on it. It leaves it up to you that it's more about mm-hmm. the journey, you know, than the actual. Why did that happen? Like a Twilight Zone, you know? Yeah, that's. I was waiting on something stupid, but it never came, so I was happy. Yeah, it, yeah. it's better that they yeah, don't it explain it. Yeah, yeah. What were we gonna will, say, Pat? Will, I'm sorry. I will tell you that in the actual script, the movie takes it. He's there for two years. Mm. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. That's it? How long did you think it was, Justine? But you can learn how to play piano. Yeah. Is that what you're telling me? Every day. day. You're talking about thousands of hours all day long. You got nothing to do for two years? And some of those you just died? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Put your mind to it, Justine. You can do anything you want out here. I saw a line that people (laughs) were guessing it was about 10 years. Yeah. Mm. But that's that's interesting that it was two. Hey, well, that I never knew that there was a. I never even thought this is the first time you guys have really made me think of what the specific time frame was. I just figured he was stuck in that loop, but I never I thought I, like how many years it would be. I never really thought about that. That's that's weird that you guys that you. I I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I was able it's to put kind that. of a few offhand references. You get sort of a fuzzy idea. Like my God, we are talking about. He's done this thing thousands. Yeah, thousands. you get the idea that it's thousands and thousands of, of times. Yeah, I guess. So, I, but I don't know why I never. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right, Brent. It is great that they just they you, they never explain it, and the, yeah. there's no pull away at the end of you know of a guy going, 
Phil Connors, you know, a picture of a man who can't get it right. And yeah. then, you know, I, 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 I love that they just leave it open-ended. And it's just, uh, it's like the universe is playing this, this trick on him. I was legit waiting on something. Like, I was like, okay, how stupid could it possibly be? That's what I was thinking the whole movie. Like, how stupid is it going to be? I was like, it's either going to be like a pullback shot of like some random dude like that was hitting the background the whole time and he just smiles and gives a fucking thumbs up or something. <laughs> or I was like, even better than that. control with the rewind button on it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. I was like, either that or, which I would actually love this because it would have been dumb to the point where I'd have loved it, but cut to the groundhog like just rubbing his hands together like yeah I did that shit yeah that guy yeah those would you know what I want alternate endings now I want those filmed I want those alternate endings filmed Justine had you you'd seen this before right or is this your first time yeah well to say yeah I've seen it before but you'd think that because he killed the groundhog that maybe it was revenge and he just made the time go on longer maybe <laughs> see my ending works Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be a it's a wonderful life thing where the Oh god. Where, hey, where the groundhog it. wishes that he you know the day just you know, the groundhog wishes like I never I hope I live forever and it just yeah. keeps repeating the same day over and over. Mm-hmm. Right? This hey, weatherman will respect me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna say this on mic too, Justine. I got your back on this wonderful life. I felt the same way when we watched it about old girl. Whoa! I said the same thing in the podcast. <laughs> okay, no kidding. You loved it. Pat, do you know this you- controversy? Justine believes <laughs> that the wish that Mary makes in "It's a Wonderful Life" is what keeps George Bailey in the town. Do you know this? Ooh. That's her theory. She That's breaks the window and wishes that he never leaves that. Town. And then the second, he, the, the second the window breaks and the wish is made, Dad has oh. a stroke. Mm-hmm. That's what. Well, that's pretty cool, Justine. <laughs> it happened, and I was like, this is why. I like it. Pat, don't come <laughs> on my show and wreck things, okay? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Am I not supposed not to agree Justine? <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, this... Mario showed me, like, a... What was it? Like, a... A paper, like a whole thing on it. Someone. Oh yeah, somebody wrote a whole paper on it. Yeah, it was like, it was like a whole paper, a Reddit post, or something about it. And it I said, "This me. is more batshit crazy than Justine's theory." You know? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't spend that much time in that movie, but mm. no, but you, you wrapped it up. You wrapped it up. That could this could take off like wildfire. Next, next thing you know, everyone's looking at that movie a different way. <laughs> yeah, thanks for ruining the movie, Justine. <laughs> that movie ruined itself. Go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mario's all mm, controversial. <laughs> it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. <laughs> that's always my. It's always my out. Well, it's not for everybody. He will, you know. Uh, you should be. Uh, yeah, you should be the introduction on that. Mm, this movie is not for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> this mo- it'll be like the opening of Frankenstein. I'll just come on and go. This movie may bore you. It may enrage you. It may uh, terrify you. <laughs> so just watch Blazing Saddles on HBO Max because it does that when you go to watch Blazing Saddles. There's a oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And who is it talking? Is it uh, some professor? Or? Yeah, it was like a, I think it was a black like film scholar woman or something like that. She was talking it, about was oh, the, Jacqueline, the jokes. Jacqueline Stewart because she's on TCM. She does a lot of intros it, now. It might have been. I think so. Brent, yeah. what if it was she's the like dude? A professor of film. She's a professor at film. I think at UCLA or something. And she'll she does these intros now on TCM. She goes, "Well, what you're gonna see? This yeah. is 1942, so halfway in, you're gonna see something really weird." Yeah, they did it with Gone with the Wind too. I saw they got these little just certain movies they do that with on HBO. That is a movie I guarantee so, you we will never do wow. on this show. 
Gone with the Wind <laughs> is that's I'm my so promise. We, we will never watch Gone with the Wind ever, ever, ever. Thank you. Uh, what I want to do is uh, I want to do an intro for Spice World and say what you're about to see. <laughs> <laughs> need some ex- this needs some explaining. It was um, hey, that, that brought your James Bond into my world. So. <laughs> I know. I, don't I love know why it. You guys mad. Oh, listen. I know. We're like, wow, she likes Roger Moore because of Whoa, Spice World. I just thought of that. I just Only thought of that. To say that. Pat, <laughs> Pat, Justine is your favorite, yet she hates James Bond. How do you how do you uh, how do you uh, rectify that? Well, look, uh, all I can say is uh, James Bond will never be a woman, and so uh then just deal with that. Oh, you love it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're my favorite. Uh, no. I have a I have a question though, Mario. Yes. Who do you think would win in a fight? The groundhog from Groundhog Day or the gopher from Caddyshack? Oh, yeah. oh. well I gotta say the gopher, man. I gotta say the gopher because he eluded Bill Murray for so long. Man, he's got all the crappy stuff, you know. He's Mm -hmm. got got all the firepower. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he also makes a flipper noise. The groundhog did two years though on him. Yeah, Yeah. true. Mm. Mm. That's true, Jane Bond. If that's that's a believable theory, (laughs) did he just just call Justine Jane Bond? (laughs) Jane Bond. (laughs) (laughs) That's your new name, Justine. But it's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey Pat, do you agree that the last James Bond movie sucked ass? Ooh. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, <laughs> uh, I gotta look, hear why. Why Brent? Okay. For look, of the five of the five, <laughs> it slots in at number five. It slots in at number four for me. Uh. So I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it the way I love Casino Royale no. and Skyfall. Those two no. kick. Oh man! Ass. What about Skyfall. the ten? What about the ten minutes that Anna De Armas is in it though? That saves the whole. The best that part. scene was fantastic, and she should have been in it more. It might have really helped that movie. Yeah, that scene is fantastic. It is. It might be the best movie. Almost can't follow that scene. So Brent, why do you say it sucks ass though? Because it's like, all right, man, look, I grew up loving James Bond. I would get hyped watching the movies. I would be like, oh, yeah, you see all the explosions and everything. And it's like, I sat and watched it. And it's just like, I don't want to watch a James Bond movie where it looks like he can kill himself at any moment because he's fucking Mm -hmm. depressed. It's like Mm -hmm. the the James Bond depression saga. And it's like... (laughs) (laughs) It's it's legitimately... I mean, well, I mean, spoilers, I guess, for the end of that movie. But, but the whole time, like, it started fine. Like, the little intro was cool. Anna Darmus is cool, but then everything after that is just like it just bored me more and more and more as it went on. It's weird. But the finale. Thing. Did you have a problem with the finale where he uh, he bites it? Where he got fucking nuked. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, because I had a feeling I'm like they're gonna kill him because the whole movie. Uh, okay. I, I could tell because they were playing off of the um, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. I'm like they're gonna. Yeah. I was like, Good I already catch. knew. I knew it. Yeah. Like, oh, they're gonna change it. He's gonna get. They're I gonna, know he's gonna get nuked. They're gonna pull up. They even played the music. They even did the music. <laughs> exactly. Like, well, this has yeah. gotta be it. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. gonna yeah. cumberbatch like it halfway through. They cumberbatched it. They flipped it. Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. I'm confused as to why James Bond is falling so hard for these ladies in these Daniel <laughs> Craig movies. Oh my god. <laughs> he's like, come on, man. <laughs> James Bond, James Bond, no attachments. Yeah, but he right. doesn't get married again, right? 
Yeah, I think. Well, I he's mean, had a kid. He's had yeah, a kid with her. He's got you know? a kid, yeah. 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 I don't know. He probably would uh, have if he He would have. Yeah, that's what it was. Hey, hey, am I the only one that thinks that he he he? I mean, we're all sad that Vesper's dead. We get it, but he upgraded. It was an upgrade for him. I feel yeah. like he was. Why are you depressed no, still? She was lying to him the whole goddamn time. Fuck her. Really though. Who Vesper? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who was lying? When Vesper was lying to him the whole yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Fell in love with a lie. You go away. You drown. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's what's on the tombstone. It says, ah, you drown. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great spy work, James. You didn't know she was lying the whole time. Dumb, yeah. dumb. Well, yeah. we're talking well, about a guy who gives his actual name when he's on assignment. So yeah, it's best we're not. Spy right there. <laughs> I loved when he said, when they didn't know who the fuck he was, he's all Bond. You know, James Bond, James and they're like, Bond. Oh, "Sorry." <laughs> Just go up to everybody, be like, "My name's Patterson, Dwayne Patterson." <laughs> That's what I do when I go out. Bond, <laughs> Jane Bond. Uh, uh, I love Justine it. Bond. Well, yeah. So yeah. let's wrap. Let's wrap up. Okay. So what did you guys rank? Uh, die another day, or what was it? No, <laughs> t- another day to die. No time another- to die. Dead today, gone tomorrow. I, I meant to ask you, Pat, too, while we're on, since we're not on the subject of Groundhog Day at the moment. I'm sorry, are you okay. excited? No, no, it's fine. <laughs> are you excited? Well, John's here because John is hyped for the new Batman movie. What do you think of the new Batman movie? Because Batman, oh. uh, in case you want, uh, Pat is the ultimate Batman fan. I Maybe him, hey. him and John might be tied for ultimate Batman fan. Look, that trailer looks fantastic. It seems like they're going to put us right back to what Christopher... Christopher Nolan started. Mm. I, I like when it's based in reality. Like this is a guy that it could really happen. You know what I mean? Right. That Ben Affleck Batman, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> that big clunky costume, like he's going to a kid's party to make a balloon animal. Oh, Yo, it it didn't like he had pillow arms, oh, like the SpongeBob a episode. Face jammed in that cow. Shut up, mm. Pat. Pat. <laughs> Pat, please. I'm sorry. You brought it up. Please tell us the story about Spider Man and the kids' oh. party. Please, if you don't mind. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When I first moved out here, I did kids' parties on the weekend. Uh, oh. To, you know, to make ends meet. And they were lucrative. And I, I look, I did some celebrity parties. I was at Nikki Six's house. What? Wow. I was at uh, Paul Reiser's kids' party. Wow. Uh, Lee Iacocco, wow. who didn't tip that bastard. <laughs> and, um, Get fucked. <laughs> the richer they are. <laughs> so, Get drowned. So, so, you know, you, you would put your costume on in the car. Like, if it, one day I'm doing a party at a public park and I'm Spider Man. So, put my costume on it in the car. And then I have to walk across the park in Spider-Man gear, you know, carrying a bag of, you know, bullshit, magic tricks and whatnot. And I'm walking through the park and these kids yell, hey, Spider-Man. And I'm like, you know, that's cool. Kids, they like Spider-Man. So they go, hey, Spider-Man. And I go, yeah. And they go, you suck. (laughs) (laughs) And so... Spider-Man can't tell these kids to fuck off. So I'm just like, he should, oh, be nice mouth. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you, know, you know, just embarrassing. And then, I'll tell you this. Sometimes I would have to do a Superman party. 
where your face is exposed. I don't look like Superman. When you show up at the kids' party, you're not really Superman. You're just man. (laughs) (laughs) Superman does. And the kids would ask you, like, pick up my dad and throw this car and let us see you fly. And you had to lie to them. Oh, Superman doesn't do that at the party. Uh, Yeah. What a piece of crap that Superman was. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Nice mouth. I love that comeback. Nice mouth. <laughs> okay, so back to your. So you're excited about Batman. You're ready. I am really excited about it. I think it's. Uh, I think it's gonna. Uh, you know. I think it's gonna be great. I really do. Uh, and fingers crossed. And you. You. It looks. It looks really dark. It, you know yes. that car crashing the funeral. You're like, wow, this is gonna go in some dark places. You know. Uh, yeah. I love it. I'm. I'm. Uh, John's trying to convince me to love it. Uh, I, I'm still. No, I just know that you're kind of over. You're kind of over Batman. Well, I'm right just. Now. It's like the, the whole. Like the trash talk Batman. It's the whole Tom Hardy in the next movie theater. The his voice. You know, throwing his voice from two theaters away. Oh. You know, still, I didn't love it, but it didn't ruin the movie for me. I just wish there were subtitles because I'm like, wow. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, and then Batman says something. I'm like, huh? He's like, God, I wish there were subtitles. You yeah. Know? It was <laughs> Tom Hardy channeling Goldfinger was really hard for me to. But you, you know, know what? That's an epic. I People like to trash talk it. That third one, I think, is an epic. It's maybe 20 minutes too long, but it works. It's a good I'm, way to finish the trilogy. I'm just hoping that in this movie we find out why did he become Batman? I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> what happened in his life to make him want to do this? I mean, maybe he was bitten by a radioactive bat or something. There you, you know? go. I mean, I yeah, there you go. Find out. I'm curious. I got a friend who says, if I have to sit through one more origin story, and he's talking about all of them, Spider-Man, yeah. Batman, I don't need to know. I said, you know, you're 60. Maybe you're some kid. Maybe it's okay to do 10 minutes on the origin. He says, I don't want to see one more origin story at the beginning of a movie. No, they should hand you a pamphlet before you walk into the movie. And you <laughs> there you go. Why he's Spider-Man and why he's Batman. Well, that was, that's what was go. great about the, the Spider-Man, uh, the, the, this last one. It's like the whole mm-hmm. trilogy served as the origin story. Yeah, yeah, and so right. they they send you yeah. out of the theater going, okay, now he's now he's out of the shadow of Tony Stark, and now he's Spider Man. Yeah, and I thought yeah, yeah. that worked that well. Well done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mario, yeah. Um, I'm a little annoyed that Patrick is talking so much. Is this? Does it happen like this all the <laughs> well, time? Well, <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> Patrick, and uh, and Patrick out. and Jake play video games a lot during the really? show. And Am I on a Twitch channel right now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're on Twitch. Yeah, live streaming as we speak. Yeah, yeah. We we have it all covered. You're actually in the middle of a TikTok. A it's a TikTok live. There's a. There's I'm a, just trying to be careful. There's a lot of us, and I'm trying to avoid crosstalk. Uh, this, this, listen, right. well, I'm going to help that out right now, guys. It says that my thing is going to end here in a few minutes. So thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, when this drops, I will tweet and do all that stuff about it, and I'll post some pictures from Groundhog Day. And it was great to meet uh, Brent and Patrick and um, Suge White and John. <laughs> and Jane Bond. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Do, do you want to tell us who your two favorites are before you go, Pat? <laughs> well, it's Justine, obviously. Hey. Justine, Justine's both of them, yeah. And then it's, Justine and Justine. <laughs> and then it's, it's tied for, it's a it's, it's three-way tie. And then it's, and then it's Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Smart move. Smart move. Perfect, perfect. We're going to be Brent a close third. 
Yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> love me out here. Yeah, you, you look for me on. Uh, doesn't even go here. Look for me on uh, on the rock solid. We'll be doing a Huey Lewis retrospective. Uh, right oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I'll okay. see you guys soon. Thanks. Hey, guys. hey, Pat. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for dropping Bye. by. See ya. That's that's the power of love, right there. Ah, that's great. Can I say something really quick. What's up? I had a birthday party that had the yellow and pink ranger. Yeah. Oh. It wasn't really and them. All of the dads <laughs> were watching the yellow and pink ranger because they were wearing thongs and really oh. tight spandex suits. Uh-huh. And you're asking they were just looking at their asses the whole time. Are you asking you that? Are you asking that wasn't for you? Are you asking you. should you hire those rangers for the the soup complex cast party? Yes, you, you should. Mm-hmm. Yes, you should. That is not for you. That is for the. That is for the. That's for the dad. <laughs> <laughs> but newer ones, not the old ones. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, we don't want. Yeah. Wow, that was great. Well, you never know. They always wore their helmets, so you never saw their face. It was like mm. it was like two small Filipino dudes. It was Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Too vague it's Bill Murray. He takes the mask off, and it's Bill Murray. It's like a Martin Landau. It's Martin Landau. It's Mission yeah. Impossible. Takes the helmet bum, off. It's ba-dum. Martin Landau. Uh, well, the great thing is, since I since I have the the rest of the evening, we're gonna we're gonna take another break, and then when we come back, we're actually gonna talk about Groundhog Day. But um, thanks. I'm really glad that Pat stopped by. That was really great to get him yeah. to tell us those stories, yeah. and someone who was actually there. Um, Amazing, because I do. God, love, I love that. Yeah, and it's nice to hear that Bill Murray was cool, even though him and Harold Ramis I, apparently fought later. I didn't know that. John. Well, I read about that, and I thought, I wonder if that's you know they always talk about that how they had a falling out on that movie. I thought, geez, you'd never know it. It's such a beautiful movie, but um, I love that they were playing it up for that kid as the yeah, Ghostbusters. Cool. Yeah. What a great story! That kid is going to have memories for the rest of his life. Sure, meeting the actual Ghostbusters, you know. Sure, and uh, or the sad part—he doesn't remember anymore. Because he was so young. Wow, just oh, way to bring it down. Just crush the dream. Brent's over here trying to be positive. He's he's trying to turn a corner. You're over here just bringing us down. I mean, to be fair, that's usually what she does. That's her goal. That's her goal. Every it's we it's we're like we're all we're we're like crabs and we're all in a bucket. Where one of us is about to make it out, and you you just reach up with your claw and pull him back down. No, 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 come back down. <laughs> She made a wish. She threw that rock. She made that wish. Damn. I love how negative. I do like how negative Justine is, though. With This show kind of needs it because, you know, John's very sunny. I'm in the middle. I can go, depending on whether how much sleep I got, I could be a real a-hole or I could be super happy. So I, we need that. We need that yin and that yang. Depending how much me and, and Patrick and, tries to take control. And well, Patrick, and you guys are always locked in a power struggle. Trying yeah. to get in trouble, <laughs> trying to get each other in trouble. So yeah. that keeps you guys busy. <laughs> trying to it's throw true. each other under the bus. It's mm-hmm. like a, it's, it's like a three. That Stooges. sounds like a, a like a DC origin story. Justine brings the negative energy, and if we could just find a way to neutralize the negative energy. Well, that's what you're here for, John. That's what you're here for. <laughs> to neutralize it. Yeah, yeah. That's, you're that's like what the nice. Stands for. Right you're like you're like the nice Lex Luthor. I see. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like my input for James Bond is just no means no, James Bond. I like mm-hmm. I like that Pat gave you your new name, Jane Bond. I like that. There you go. That was a nice and I'm Sugar White. Sugar, Sugar White. White. Well, you're, you're welcome, Claudette. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get a bond. Brett, that was like a that was like a Shaq and Kobe with uh with with with, with Brent and Pat. Like <laughs> 
He's just the alley oop. He just, he, uh, Brent just COVID it down court, and then here comes Pat with the bam. Remember that on NBA, NBA Jam? Jam. Boom, oh, boom, Shaq. He's heating up. I love it. <clears throat> I'm gonna Jake go. Look like he got the Pulp Fiction briefcase behind him. What is that? Man? What? Who? What? You got the, the light behind. It look like when they open up the briefcase. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and the yeah, light yeah. came out. It's kiss mm-hmm. me deadly. The whole house is gonna blow up. Ah, it's yeah. gonna be out there. <laughs> you don't need to know what's in that. What did the I just? Is gonna open it up and go. Oh, my bash. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's, oh, that's, that's sensitive information. Brent, when you come back, uh, remind me. Uh, you and John remind me of the YouTube channel I found. Speaking of kiss me deadly and Ralph Meeker, oh. Oh. Uh, I just saw. I just found it. It, it has nothing to do with with. Uh, Film noir, but it does. It's a horror channel I found on. Um, oh, really? Yeah, we'll be right back after this break. Uh, and uh, Jake, we appreciate you setting everything up. By the way, just for a quick note. By and I, I do need to say this out of all seriousness: when we're doing these uh, remotely, Jake is the one that sets up the calls and does everything, and is ready to go. And he's always on time. He's a few minutes early all the time, so we do have he's to give on time because he's. Sets it up. I mean, yeah, but he. I set it up five to ten minutes early because yeah. I want to make sure I'm ready to yeah, go. Yeah, he's he's always ready to go on time, and that's. I just want to just give, because you guys are always late doesn't mean I have to be late. So so Jake, <laughs> Jake gets a uh, co-producer Mario's credit. Mario's trying on. to thank Jake. So yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you, Jake. Jay and I, <laughs> look, and by the way, <laughs> by the way, today <laughs> other shot. Look, I'm being very positive. Today, Patrick was going to be late. He got out of work early, informed me right away, let me know that he was ready to go. So I appreciate all of you. I appreciate you He's guys. Flexible. I appreciate you guys. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm, it, it, it's good we started late because we got to have Pat in there. So it worked oh, out. Thanks. So, All right, guys. We're going to take another quick break. And for those of you who are big fans of the show and things that are long, uh, you're in luck because today it's going to be an extra long show. <laughs> we'll be back after these messages. Ouch. Welcome back. What a nice break we had. This, uh, this, back. this, this, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome the dreams back, were your ticket back. out. Are you singing? Are you, are you doing Welcome Back, Carter? Mr. Carte. I was. I was. Mr. Carte. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. Mr. Carter. Ooh. That was a great show. I loved that show when I was a kid. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, this, Nothing from everybody else. Yeah, they don't know. These no. kids, these kids don't know. Sorry. These damn kids signed with, Epstein's mother with their <laughs> <laughs> these damn kids with their fax machines and their roller skate shoes and their freaking Clifford the Big Red oh, Dog. No. They don't know. Right, that's nineteen. That's nineteen ninety two. Their Motorola's and their <laughs> yeah, yeah, with their flip phones and their, their goddamn Blackberries. Yeah, and their Sega. This the Sega Dreamcast. They don't know. The Dreamcast. They don't know. And they're. And their dang satanic Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, I was going to tell you guys. Okay, so continuing that thought, before before we get into the Groundhog Day, which I promise we're going to get to, guys. Uh, we got there technically. Over the, uh, over, the, over the break when I was stuck in COVID, uh, the last night that we were here, uh, my wife and I were just sitting around, and uh, she was doing working on something, and I said, hey, do you want to watch a movie or something? She goes, nah, just put on whatever. So I'm flipping through YouTube. And I find this channel called The Late Late Horror Show. Mm. And uh, this guy put out 
has all these TV movies from the seventies and eighties, all these late of uh, these horror show, these lately horror shows. So they have the Night Stalker on there with Darren McGavin. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful, beautiful print. Yeah. And then they have the night the night uh the night stalker and the night strangler. strangler. Both of yeah. them. And then nice. I found a copy of the Trilogy of Terror. I just saw that. Did you yeah yeah yeah? <laughs> oh beautiful. Yeah. Did you oh, find it, Brent? Did you find it? Yeah, he's no, got, I'm looking. I'm, I'm scrolling through them. He's, all he's got a bunch uh, on there, so there's some stuff on oh, there. He got New Year's Evil on here. Oh, That's shit. right, <laughs> Brent. I want to know if you were, if you ever, if you were familiar with a movie called Dark Night of the Scarecrow. This is what reminded me of, of this Dark Night of the nah, Scarecrow. I'm not familiar with that. One. So the guy who plays Durant in uh, in Dark Man, oh Larry Drake. Larry Drake plays. <laughs> A uh, he's a he's like a like a specially special uh, special ed like special needs man who lives in this mm-hmm. town and he's kind of shunned by the rest of the town. Everybody thinks he's weird because he spends all his time with a little kid, right? Uh, well. uh, so what happens is through a series of events they end up they they end up hunting him down and killing him, and then it turns out that they didn't need to. It was all a misunderstanding. The little girl had disappeared and then she was found. So he hides before they kill him. He's hiding in a scarecrow, like he, he crawls into the scarecrow that's in the middle of a field, and so he the scarecrow later on comes to life and in very uh, final destination uh, uh, methods knocks these people off one by one. The people hunted him down. Huh. It stars Charles Durning is the is the main uh, bad guy. No kidding. And yeah. uh, it was a it was a TV movie that ran on CBS. I was like ten years old when it came out, and I was all about it. They kept showing promos for it, and I just ever saw it the one time, and it always stuck in my head. It always stuck yeah. in my head. Uh, but you should check it out. It would be one I think you would like for the show. It's uh, it's called the, it's on it's on there. It's the Dark Knight of the yeah, Scarecrow. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. You know what? Do you know what year that came out? I never 80, saw that. Was 80, that like eighty one or eighty two? Right in there. Like so 80, that's before Dark Man, and that's before he was on uh, L.A. Law. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Oh, it's, speaking of Larry Drake, are y'all gonna watch Doctor Giggles on the podcast? We are not gonna watch Doctor Giggles. <laughs> y'all should you should watch Doctor Giggles. <laughs> <laughs> that face Justine just made. Just make her watch it. I oh did. man. I don't Dr. know what it is, Gimble. but I don't know about that. It's a dentist. It's a dentist that kills people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like Nova King. Wow. No, Nova King. <laughs> or like that one on Seinfeld. It's like played, by, played by Brian Cranston. Marathon man. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Is yeah. it safe? Is it yeah? So <laughs> is it safe? Check it out. Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. But yeah, John. Yes, it's extremely. I, safe. I thought of you because they they played uh, they they it was uh, the Night Stalker. And uh, yeah, and they the, just put that out the, on Blu-ray. The whole series. I need to buy that. Yeah, I've got that. Oh my god, I was oh, a huge it. fan when that was on the first time around. It only ran one season. Mm-hmm. They kept burying it. They put it on opposite football. They'd move it uh, to Friday. Now it's on Monday. They did everything they could do to kill it because they didn't understand it. So it ran one year. I love that show. I think Darren McGavin is the greatest. I heard Darren McGavin, I guess, was unhappy with a lot of the scripts, too. Like, I guess he said at one point he would just walk in there and be like, yo, that shit is stupid. Rewrite this. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, at some point, he, uh, he took it over. He told Universal, he says, can I just take it over? Because otherwise, this is all just going to be shit. I care yeah. about this character, and you have lost interest in this character. And they canceled it before he could, you know. Mm-hmm. But the guy, I'm sure you've heard, Brent, that the, the whole thing, uh, Chris Carter, who did X-Files. Oh, yeah. 
he was in love with that show, and he thought, I think it didn't work because every week they had to come up with a new monster. It uh, became the Monster of the Week show. And he said, with X-Files, I'm going to try to do an homage to the Night Stalker, but we're not going to make it like every week it's a different monster because you're mm -hmm. going to run out of stuff pretty quick, you know? They even brought him on there for an episode. He couldn't be cold chat. Yeah. He's like a fake version. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. I think he's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, you get to see the dad from A Christmas Story investigating murders. Why? It's good. The, the first movie's great for a TV movie. Oh, That was back you in know the day. What? That, that was the top-rated movie. Uh, I would say this is like before Roots. That was the top-rated movie, uh, TV movie of all time until, I think, Roots. And then that took the, that took the crown. But that yeah. there was more people watching Night Stalker than had watched anything at one time for like a dramatic film, you know. That's crazy. That, and that vampire is actually really good. It's very effective. The way it's shot, it's all very well done. Uh, yeah. It's sometimes it's, you. It's the first one to pull a vampire into the modern world. It really captured people's imagination because it was. It's always when they do vampires, it's always like they're in a castle somewhere uh, in the old country. And this was like, what if you really had a guy, a real vampire in Las Vegas, and you couldn't figure it out? And if you did figure it out, nobody believe you. And it's just like, well, Sheriff Lobo's not going to let you let it come to light. That's the problem. You got Sheriff Lobo yeah. being a jerk, and oh, then uh, I love it. I love it. Well, you know, yeah, right. It's like he's got his reasons, you know, and the, the editor doesn't believe him. And yeah, the sheriff wants to throw him out of town. You know. Well, what's great is you have Simon Oakland and and uh, Claude Akins, who I used to get confused as a kid in the same movie. Uh, so you're like, oh like, yeah, which is which? Yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> how come I never see Claude Aikens in the same room as uh, Simon Oakland? And I love Simon <laughs> Oakland. He's a great character actor. Always good at being angry uh, and always well, good. Well, so great, so great in Psycho. He's got to sum up the whole movie in five yeah. minutes, and he does it. He's yeah. able to do it. He does it. And he's also the, <laughs> the boss in uh, in uh, Bullet. So there you go. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so let's get back to Groundhog. Thank you for that break, guys. And, and our listeners, we appreciate it. If you're, if you're big Groundhog Day fans, you're probably tuning in. Wow, they're going to talk about it. It's going to be three hours worth of Groundhog Day. <laughs> and we're going to get to it eventually. our show out here. We're going to get yeah, going, oh, man. Yeah, we're doing our, We'll never get John to stop talking about the Night Stalker, for Christ. This is, <laughs> yeah, this you is, might want to put in the description where they can skip ahead if they actually want to hear about Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Eventually. This It'll is our salute fine. to the home video hustle. This is our salute. Right, yeah. This is all we do. We barely talk about the movie half the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Important yeah, you stuff. like this? Yeah, all right, yeah. Fuck the Night Stalker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Night Stalker. So that, you watch it. If you've never seen it, watch it. Uh, Jake, had you seen Groundhog Day before? I've seen this several times growing up. And so you love this movie already. You, you were already familiar with it. You loved it. You loved yeah. everything about it. You identified with Chris. <laughs> You identify with Chris Elliott, the camera guy. You're just trying to get uh -huh. you're just trying to get your due, and uh, yep. this, this. I'm just trying to get me some, but you know this prick of a, of only, a host is just... only worth twenty five cents apparently. <laughs> prima donnas, I love you just a prima, prima donnas. Yeah, yeah. And, and Chris mm -hmm. Elliott, of course, we talked about David Letterman early early on. Uh, you know, that's how he got to start was like the guy under the seats on Letterman. He was always. A, <laughs> Like he was always like a weird character, the guy under the seats, and then he was, uh, I forgot there was another uh, couple of other. Oh, the way you did uh, Flunky the Clown. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Flunky the Clown. Yeah, yeah, he would just appear. Uh, he would appear on the show and all this. And his dad, of course, was uh, was Bob Elliott, part of Bob and Ray, the famous comedy team of Bob and Ray. But it's always great to see him in these roles because he's so good at being a, uh, and you know him now as the mayor of Schitt's Creek, if you're a Schitt's Creek fan, now you know. Wow. Oh my God, you're right. Oh, you didn't know that? I didn't. I didn't, I didn't think. I'm not thinking gotta, about that. What I'm watching. Hey, <laughs> shit, you're right. Fun fact: once saw 
I once saw Chris Elliott at Disneyland. Uh, he was there with his wife and kids. Uh, Chris Elliott, uh, in, in one of the gift shops, I look over, I go, oh my God, it's Chris Elliott. This is like a wreck because I was a huge Letterman fan. And this is around the time that his show Get a Life was on. Remember he had a show, ah. comedy show Get a Life that ran him and dad and him and his dad getting in the, stuck in a submarine in the bathtub is still one of my favorite things of all time. But anyway, he's, uh, he, 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 he's in one of the gift shops. He looks at one of the, at the prices on a, a like a, like a black, he's there with his wife and kids. He looked miserable. He looked uh, looks at the price on like a jacket and just goes and shakes and looks at me and like just sighs and shakes his head and I was like, "What are you gonna do, Chris Elliott?" I didn't know what to do. I just he looked at me like hey, you had a moment. Yeah, you had, I had a, a moment. Had a moment with Chris Elliott, but he was not looking happy. I wish it was a happier moment, but that's my oh, brush. I uh, so used to say on Letterman, "Brush with greatness." Brush yeah. with greatness. It's not uh, like you yeah. keep running into celebrities on bad days, man. Yeah, Tony Curtis. Uh, you know, he was in a good mood. He just didn't want to take a picture with a fat oh. Mexican dude. He wanted to, the he wanted to hang out with a keep hanging out with the coeds from UCLA that were just like, oh, Mr. Curtis. <laughs> Remember that? With all the sweet bitches. Mm-hmm. John was there. <laughs> John, my willing. Want people asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We want to ask about, hey, did you like doing the Flintstones? You know, <laughs> it's like you gotta go now. You know, I don't want to talk about doing the Flintstones. <laughs> So, uh, Jake, what uh, what is your favorite scene in this movie? Um, oh, Jesus. I really enjoy the one. It's like where he's – it's kind of morbid, but the part where it's like he's just so fed up with it that he just tries every conceivable way just to get out of it. Yeah. It's kind of one of those um, things it's, where it's it's very dark, but it's also very funny. It's dark, but he grabs like the toaster. Just Oh, it's so it's so morbid. It's so funny. You just see the lights go out downstairs. Everybody's eating <laughs> breakfast. Lights go out. Yeah, yeah. I always but, I always marvel at how well in this movie how well Stephen Toblowski does the same lines over and over. Uh-huh. Where he does the that step is a doozy like that whole <laughs> and he does it right and I always want to say after this I always want to say how in the heck fire how in the heck fire <laughs> do 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 that's right mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, great great movie Bill Murray is just perfect at playing just a likable asshole yes and that's what he plays in every single movie that's his role justine you you, you made a face do you not agree with that do you, yeah. i enjoy it justine doesn't i guess <laughs> i'm very curious about her opinion <laughs> yeah what do you think of Bill Murray? You wish for <laughs> a likable asshole yeah. they're out there yeah. <laughs> you don't like him right away when do you like him though when do you start rooting for him whoa <laughs> What at the end he completely oh, he becomes a different person. <laughs> Look at Brent so happy right now. Conflict, sure. baby. Conflict. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. <laughs> you don't think he redeems himself at the end? He learns how to be a better person after <laughs> thousands of days of trying to get it together. Learns the piano. <laughs> he becomes- it took about ten years. Mm. Yeah. Some people never get that shot. Well, what do you yeah. think that speech, that speech he gives her? My God, you know, I just want to be worthy of you. My God, that didn't tear, that didn't bring tears to your eyes. No, you know I didn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we yeah, shocked? Why you didn't, are we you didn't cry at Toy Story <laughs> Two? You ain't gonna cry at Go- Groundhog Day. Yeah, you made me cry at Groundhog Day, nah. Oh, um, yeah. I just didn't see the likable. I just felt at the end, you're like. 
okay, good. He became a good person, but still an asshole. You? you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that. I, I love it. You don't know. He's still an he's asshole, like, probably. I'm finally free. He's probably tired of that Nysak now. So then now mm-hmm. he's an asshole again. Oh, so you need the sequel to see how it happened afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I must admit, I never thought what happens the next day. Does he mm. just go back to being an asshole? Because <laughs> he's so sick and tired of what he just did. I feel mm. like he, I feel like he was in, in that type of trap, though. Was not gonna. He was not gonna get out of that until he actually changed. He wasn't gonna be able to go through the motions and get out of it. Yeah. He, he really had to That's become a new. The director did say. I know um, Pat was saying that it was two years on the script. But to him, he said it was probably about ten years. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Justine, you don't, you don't. I. Who do you identify with in this movie? Like, who in this movie do you feel like is a likable character that you you you're okay with? <laughs> Any anybody? Nancy. I would the, like to like Rhea. She's just too. Her the things she likes. Who's this? French poetry and like what? Oh, yeah, it's well. just so boring. But, I, forgot I forgot <laughs> to ask Pat. Pat's daughter's name's Rita. I wonder if he named her after this movie. I forgot <laughs> to ask him that. Uh, see, so you just think she's too snooty. Yeah, the only thing I liked about her is that no matter how much he tried, she didn't sleep with him. Yeah. Until like the very end when he was actually a whole different person, but mm-hmm. yeah, that took years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it kind of was like, oh, everybody wants you, then I want you more. $300 more. Because she, <laughs> she, she technically didn't get to know him. Mm. She just saw that everyone else wanted him or had second mm. nice things about him, but she didn't get to really know him or he didn't get to know her in that day, right? So mm. why is that? She became all the things that she, wanted in, she, that she wanted in a person. They had that conversation. It was. It was. So that's when I thought maybe it was a wish she did. Um, but I everything has to be a wish what, to ruin someone else's life. Justine, you know what kind of tricks me? The bartender. Oh, yeah. you thought the every bartender was in on it? That, every time you made that smile of like, "Oh, you're trying to hit on her," it's not going to work. I was like, "Ooh, the bartender knows." They could have gotten away with the story with the bartender. That's what I was. It's saying. the bartender. I was, I was waiting on something like that. Like the bartender saw what he was doing and was like, "Yeah, let's fix it." If they would have used the same actor from uh, the Hudsucker Proxy, who was the janitor as the bartender, yeah. but never said mm-hmm. anything, <laughs> they just did cast that guy. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. "They're like, here you go. If you know, you know." That would have been great. I think it's more like he's a bartender. He's seen everything. He's seen every pickup line. He's seen every situation. You know. Yeah, that's the way I took it. Is that he's seen everything? He just kind of. Yeah, he watched them drink to world peace. So I was like, right. <laughs> he's heard every line, every possible line you could say to try to sleep with a woman. He's heard, he's heard it, you know? <laughs> I did. That was absurd. She's like, yes, I always like to cheer to world peace. I'm like, okay, sure. How can you like her? It didn't, yeah. I couldn't like her. Yeah, you I, couldn't, I wouldn't have. Uh, yeah. Patrick, what do you cheer to when you and Justine go out? <laughs> what do you cheer to? Oh, yeah. Waking up the next day. Damn. There you go. So she doesn't wow. murder me in my sleep. Damn. Justin, wow. why are you doing my boy so dirty, man? Look at <laughs> he likes it. He likes that thrill of not knowing if he's going to sleep. I want to live. Like I want to live, Justine. I want to live. Justine, I want to live. I want to live. Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> God. Yeah. Patrick's like, it's like living with Lizzie Borden. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. If you don't see Patrick for a podcast, 
You are, did you did it, Patrick. You finally got your wings. Those aren't the kind of wax you want, <laughs> Damn, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh wow. That's uh a little gave her husband wax, 30 wax. Wax uh, on, wax off. Patrick, you're a quiet artistic type, right? So uh-huh. yeah. Uh so like when you watch this movie <laughs> When you watch this movie, are you rooting for for Bill Murray? Uh, or do you, are you off put? Like I, I I think from the get go he's an asshole. And I, having not seen this movie in a long time, I think what I really appreciated was how much he actually grows and develops, mm-hmm. and what he actually uses his time for by the end. Because towards the end of the movie, he realizes. I may be stuck here forever. I'm going to do, I'm going to live my life in a way that benefits myself and everyone else around me. And the choices he makes throughout the day, it's, it's a very benevolent thing he's doing Mm -hmm. by the end of the film. Like that's such a drastic change for that character. Yeah. Um, that it's really like, it's, it's a good film with a good message that it's kind of overshadowed, shadowed by the comedy. But it's it's a really good movie, and yeah, he's a dick, he's an asshole, and yes, Rita's not you know you don't root for her, she just kind of is like whatever. But in the long run, like what it tells you, and it, it's a it's a great message. Yeah, you're right. My problem with the movie is I'm never. I think Justine puts it, uh, and this is gonna sound super shallow. I just don't understand why all the focus would be on 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 that character of Rita. Because you're right, but you Justine. Know what? But I don't by the end, it is because because she's pretty. Okay, you, you, there's a solid like thirty to forty minutes where he's given up on trying to woo her, and that's the point where he changes. Mm-hmm. And I think he falls in love with her because of all the time that he spends with her that's not seen on camera. Because mm-hmm. I do agree, I think it's longer than two years. I think it's probably closer to ten years. And I think when they originally talked about it on the commentary the director wanted it to be like a thousand years yeah Um, i think there's a longer period of time in there that we don't see where he grows and that love develops and that's why he starts to do the things that interest her like learn french poetry and you know play jazz learn an instrument and i think those choices while they are driven because you know, he wants to be with her. I think that's developed from the amount of time that he spends. And I think it's, I think it's years, if not a decade. I'm doing, now that we're talking about it, we're doing a deep dive. I'm, I'm pulling a Justine now where I'm just like, why does all this have to happen in service to her? Well, this is just like, <laughs> yeah, but Mario, I think what happens is initially he just wants to sleep with her. He just like another notch on the bedpost. And then I think he just sort of drops that. Yeah. And he's, he's focusing well, he on other does. things. Why does, why is but it? Then, I think he realizes he does sort of like fall in love with her. He says, you know what? She is like a kind person. She's good to other people. She's uh, got a quality. And he he comes back around after maybe like 10 years. He says, you know, she's worth knowing and worth taking care of. You have to buy the premise. I think I just buy the premise. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, this has got to be 10 years or more. Yeah. And if you don't grow, then you're just dead. He actually had time to grow because there was no other place to go. Yeah. He's going to have to learn how to connect with other yeah. people. And it's almost beside the fact when he finally does connect with her again on a deeper yeah. level than I just want to sleep with you. So it's not about how mystical and magical she is. It's more like he's able to open up 
and just see other people, period, you know? Well, you know what, though? I think you guys have, have brought up a point for me. I feel like now now that I'm thinking about it, she's a little underwritten, though. I feel mm-hmm. like yeah. I feel like they could have given her much more to do and, and, and more of an active role because you're only seeing it through him. I have to do this. Right. I have to go through these things. So, you know, making her right. a better character would have would have kind of not validated it, but if it would would have at least. I mean, you 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 watch it because it's funny. And you watch it because and it, it's a credit to Bill Murray because you're just watching to see him what these reactions are going to be, and nobody does those reactions like like Bill Murray, right? He's got yeah. this. He's just got like this. He's like a Walter Matthau where he's got this just this downtrodden look all the time, yeah. and um, yeah. and those facial expressions, everything. You you know you you know it's, it's a master nobody class. Nobody does exasperated like Bill Murray. Yeah, and it's a, it's a master class in that in that type of character. And Scrooge is the same way, you know, where he's much, he's much more egocentric in Scrooge, but yeah. you you know, you're really watching this this bad character redeem himself, this this bad person. But uh yeah, I think I, now that I'm thinking about it in, in our analysis here as we've talked about it, it's you know, I feel like maybe her character's underwritten in that in that in a little in that in some ways hurts the movie. Uh, for me, now that I'm thinking about it, so I'm going to give it a five. Asked, even, she's asked to do more than what's on the page, you know. Yeah. So who knows if it was somebody like a Sigourney Weaver or a Meryl Streep? Who knows what they could have done with it? Sure, I think it's a miracle she does as much with it as she does because there's nothing there. You know? yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And that happens a lot in these movies. The, the female character is kind of an afterthought, and uh, yeah. that does happen. Yeah, wasn't he? It's never really about her, though. It's about it's about him, yeah, his redemption, his redemption yeah. arc. Yeah, so uh, that, she literally could have been anybody in that role. Uh, who's everybody's she's favorite character the in the movie aside from Bill Murray? Does it, do you guys? Uh, do you guys have? A, do, who is everybody's favorite character aside from Bill Murray? I think I love. Oh, the, you uh, gotta love Chris. Chris Elliott's great because he's doing exactly. He's he's perfect at that kind of role. Just this sort of schlub, you know, not dumb, but not the brightest guy in the in the room, and just sort of a schlub, you know. <laughs> I really enjoy when they. It's every time they roll up to the to the ceremony. There's like those group of people who are dancing around the fire. Like, <laughs> I'll hang out with those people. That's a fun. That's a that is a right nice there. moment when she when she, when she's so amazed at the fact that is one really nice aspect of her character when she goes. All these people are all night singing, and then they get cold, and they go warm themselves by the fire, and then they go back and they sing more. And it's such a simple thing, but she's like fascinated by it, and she's enamored by yeah. it. So that makes her very likable. That does make her very likable. And if I, they they needed more like that. You know, they needed more more scenes like that where she's not just rebuffing Bill Murray, but you know, just being a, a, a you know a likable <laughs> character on her own. Um, right. But. Uh, it's still a very funny movie, and, and all of, like, the, the way this movie's cast, all of the little side characters, you're right, John, everybody in the town, Robin Duke is great, uh, always great to see you, Robin Duke, does not get enough work. She's also in Schitt's Creek. Uh, did you recognize the waitress from Schitt's Creek, Jake? Nope. She's the one that opens the competing store. The, she's the one that uh, that David used to work for. She owned that little boutique that David used to work for, and then later on tries to open, like, a competing little boutique uh i forgot her name on the show he worked for her for a while the little boutique yeah yeah uh robin duke also from sctv um all right let's uh does anyone have any final thoughts does anyone want is there anything we haven't covered i i think this movie rises or falls on you have to uh you have to buy the premise I always assumed that, yeah, this we're talking like this is probably like more than just a decade. He has probably been stuck 
for a hellacious amount of time and you have to buy the premise that somebody could become a better person. If you know that you're locked in and, and you've done all the crazy stuff, you've done all this stuff, like I'm going to sleep with people and eat all I want and drink all I want. And when you realize, well, I could go the other way and maybe I could really try to learn some stuff, learn how to play the piano, do ice sculpture. I don't think he's doing that to impress anybody. He just realizes I've got all the time in the world and I might as well use it for some constructive stuff. So that's exactly, like, that's exactly how I feel about the end. I feel like he already gave up on her. He's doing his own thing. The only perk was now he got to sleep with her and like, cool. And now it's done. My curse is done. But it, I already it gave up on sleeping with her. Because he's well, a better I, person now. I just it was think magical. That, yeah, yeah, it's magical. And if, you, if you're asking yourself, like, why did this finally end when it did? Maybe it's because he finally just put himself aside you know, the, all that stuff, that it gets a laugh, but all that stuff, like, he saves the kid every day. He says, you know, I have been under that tree every day, and you haven't said thank you once. <laughs> yeah, those are big that moments. Kid, that kid became a local um, news host. Sorry. How about that? Oh. Well, I love how he just goes, I'll see you tomorrow, maybe, you know? <laughs> but I also love that he um, he tries to see if he can save the old man, you know, the homeless guy. Yeah. He gets yeah. to the point where he's trying to get him warm, ha- here's some hot soup, and he finally yeah. realizes that's a lesson. He is meant to die. Nothing I do is going to save this old man. You get the feeling he's really learning some lessons. It's almost like a Zen like a Zen parable or something like that, that he's had all the time in the world, and what are you going to do with it? Because initially... Uh, Harold Ramis said the idea was he was going to go through these stages. Like when you find out you're dying, there's anger, disbelief, fear, bargaining. He says, this is kind of the way we approach the character. He doesn't believe it. Then he's angry. He's trying everything he can do to get out of it. He's bargaining. And finally, there's acceptance. And that's when he just says, well, if I'm going to be stuck here, I'm going to get to know everybody. I'm going to learn how to do some things. And he finally, I think, just accepts the fact he's never going to get out of there. So why not? do some good stuff sure. try to get to know people and all that and i think that is a byproduct that's almost another part of the fable when he finally let go he's, he's letting go he's not trying to get anything for himself then the universe comes back and says okay guess what we're gonna let you out of this 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 place and you you know and you're gonna get you're gonna get the girl which is more of a movie thing you know what you're yeah. going to get the girl, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, if it was a religious thing, a story would be just going like, all right, you've earned your way out of this terrible trap. Purgatory. It's Hollywood. It's like, you know what? You're also going to get the pretty girl at the end, you know, uh, so I, you have to buy the premise, but it's like a fairy tale. It's like a fable, you know, Brent, were you expecting it to be, were you expecting to learn a lesson from this movie or were you just expecting it to be like a straight comedy? Yeah. Just some comedy shit. Really? Honestly, <laughs> I wasn't expecting. No, I didn't know what to expect, honestly, but I just know, <laughs> only thing I knew about this movie because I've seen a movie called Happy Death Day and everybody yeah. always talks about how that's like a Groundhog Day like <laughs> ripoff type thing so I, I saw I thought coming in was alright how is this like that movie you know how many times has this been done there's the Tom Cruise one where they're fighting the aliens and he keeps dying and coming back and learning how to fight them oh seen that? yeah Edge that's um, uh, yeah. Edge of Tomorrow yeah and that yeah like you say the Happy Death Day and the thing what came out last year Palm Springs are stuck at a uh, oh, that was good. Uh, hotel. Didn't we that watch like that, Justine? A, uh, on Hulu? Yeah, yeah. That was a good one. That was and like that- two years ago because there's a new one out right now on Amazon Prime that's doing the same thing. Mm. That was so I don't know. Uh, is, uh, did you like that, Justine? Did you like Palm Springs? 
Oh, it was funny. Yeah. That was really funny. But I think this is the first time that this premise had been done in the movies. I think they might have tried this with like Star Trek or Doctor Who, where you're locked into this time loop and you got to try to bust out. Well, Brent and I but know I what you do. Of- you got to let Joan Collins get hit by a bus and then you're okay. You're that's out. That's right. That's, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how Star Trek works it out. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, this is the first time I, I went to see this thinking it was going to be like meatballs or stripes. I used to go, yeah. whenever there was a new Bill Murray movie, my dad and I used to go because it was something we could agree on. We both loved Bill Murray and we knew what you were, you knew what you were going to get. Stripes was wonderful and uh, meatballs. And we sat through this and it was like, wow, this is great and it's funny, but you get a little something at the end. It's not just a comedy, you know? Like Scrooged. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. So which Brent, is after this, I guess. So right? Brent, which which char- which movie do you like better, Scrooge or because it's it's a very similar story, Scrooge or Groundhog? And obviously you're like, you're more like familiar Scrooge with Scrooge. Better. You like what? I like Scrooge better. Yeah, a little more. I like this too, though. Yeah, it's a little more slapsticky Scrooge to get the. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Justine, I got a question for you. If this movie had ended, like if he had woke up, like everything was back to normal, but she wasn't there, how would you have felt about that? Like he's a good person, and it's just, he gets to move on, but she ain't there. I feel like it'd be better because you're like, it's not what she wanted. Ah, It's because he loves himself now. Justine, are you going to do this thing where you keep giving us the female perspective on every movie? shit on all of our parades? (laughs) (laughs) And next week... It just felt like all the rules went with what she wanted. And then it happened. He gave up on that. He was like, I'm not going to tap that anymore because it's not working. (laughs) So then he's over it and he's like, you know what? I am just going to be a good person because after that guy dies, he's like, well, who else gets hurt in this hospital and searches it? He goes through it, finds every single person that also gets hurt that day, goes Mm. through that and then gets bored and finds people who are stranded and does the whole little car thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I feel like that's just out of like maybe he was just bored. But yeah. you know what? Yeah, yeah. she only wanted him because everyone else wanted him to be honest. Yeah. It's a little problematic. It's a Hollywood ending. And they for sleep sure. together yeah. and he's like, he's just happy the day changed. He's not even like, Whoa. he's not he even ended like, up. Here. It's just more like, oh my God, my day's done. <laughs> but he you really know, became everything that she wanted, though, in a man, you know, that when she was talking that whole thing. Well, that's what became all of that. It all fell on her universe. So if she had you know low- what, Justine, I, I do agree with you that from, <laughs> mm-hmm. from his, I agree on that one point. From his point of view, he's earned the right to have this, you know, so-called dream woman. But from her point of view, it's more like, you're right. It's been one day. How shallow is she that she falls in love with this guy in one day? Because he, 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 <laughs> he did all the right things. He did all the, you know, yeah. and so it's, it is a little weird on her end. You're right. I got to agree mm-hmm. with that. You know? Why do you hate all the women, Justine? <laughs> You know, love at first sight is a thing, you know. Hey, Mario. Yes, sir. Somebody somebody wrote a paper on Groundhog Day, and it says the title is Groundhog Day is a hashtag Me Too horror movie. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. I know it hurts to hear, but Groundhog Day is sexist as shit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Sexism in Groundhog Day runs the gamut from overt to covert. Mm. (laughs) Mmm. He literally oh. finds out what school she went to, high school teacher, and then sleeps with her. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, there's definitely, that's what, that's what oh, Brent brought up. Well, yeah, it's, that's it's, like probably the first month or two, you know. Mm. He's doing all that crappy stuff. He's like, yeah. I'm going to get some. <laughs> yeah, and then he robs the bank and the whole bit. Sure. I, initially, he's like, well, fuck it. I'll do what I want, you know. Uh, I don't know. 
If Mario says, next week, it's the sound of music, and Justine's going to go, what is it with this nun that she's got to hang out with these kids? <laughs> What's her ulterior motive? Uh, Justine, like what is, sound of music. What is the movie? Really always brings up the Nazis. What is the movie? <laughs> is a, that is a Nazi movie. That's a Nazi it's a movie. movie. About the Nazi. It's a musical mm-hmm. about the Nazis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the, what is the uh, movie for next week, Justine? I don't even remember. Oh, I got you. It's a it's a less ser- it's a, m- a less and more serious. What is what? it? A Bronx Tale. Oh, it's one of my mom's favorites. Hey, shout out to Brent's mom. <laughs> Please uh, send her the link. Send her the link. We'll uh, we'll say hello to her. Uh, all right, let's rank this one. Wait, let's. Wait, r- I have a fact. I have a fact. I have a fact. Oh, you got so some in facts. Illinois, yeah, in Illinois, there's a small plaque that says Bill Murray stepped here. Now, oh. <laughs> And then they also have another plaque that says Ned's Corner. Oh, nice. <laughs> he does is a little. The, is that where the pothole is, where you put his foot in? Right. That's yeah. where they got the plaque? I love that Pat, then, Pat said that, that it's a real town square, that it wasn't a set, that it was really, mm. you know, they really shot on the streets of that little town. That's yeah. a town no one's it's ever going to visit. I can't yeah, wait so for. It was shot during March to June, and it was 80 degrees. Wow. That's, that's oh, really? Hence the ice cream sandwiches. He said they had ice cream. I was going to ask him, like, what was the weather then? But then I looked yeah. it up and I just read all about it. So. Yeah. Oh, that must have been rough, putting on all that clothing when yeah. it's uh, 80 mm-hmm. degrees out. But he said he was a cop, so mm. not layered. He has the, he has, he has the cop jacket on. Coats. Yeah. yeah, he has the cop jacket on. But he was in a few other scenes, too, and he was, you know, that weren't ended up not being shot. He was like, a, they used him all over the place, so. Oh, okay, wow. One, I have one more thing. Talk to yeah. me, Goose. So Bill Murray was undergoing a divorce at the time of filming, so he was uh, obsessed about it. Kept mm. calling Harold Ra- Ramis constantly, often in the early hours of the morning. So he eventually sent Danny Rubin to go sit down and talk to Murray to iron out all of his anxieties, and that's supposedly why Murray stopped speaking to Ramis after because uh, he blew him off. Oh, that's... We should have we should have had Pat Francis fact checked all these facts. Yeah, <laughs> that's too close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like that's very personal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but I could see how that I could see both sides. I could see how Hell Rumors is like, dude, I'm trying to film like this I'm movie. Busy. Yeah, and I can't I can't walk you through your divorce right now. And I can see how Bill Murray <laughs> would be like, hey man, you're we're Bill supposed Murray's to be. Like, f- I see you every day. You're like my best. friend. Yeah. We well, they were friends, friends before that. They were best friends. They were. They were tight. They were tight. They were really, yeah. really close friends. So. Well, I'm glad they patched it up. I mean, it wasn't on his deathbed, but I'm glad they did patch it up. I think he sat with him when he was, you know, at home dying. He came by, and they did sort of, you know, put it put it together and have a last moment where they could kind of make up. But wow, that's heavy. The show must go on. That's <laughs> heavy, man. I know. I say that. I say that, and I say it unironically. <laughs> Is that the, that's the lesson that Jake pulled out of that. Well, show must go on. <laughs> show must go on. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> that's fucked. Uh, Egon. Life. Poor Egon. That's uh, Jake. That's what all the people say. I did not see say. the. I did not see the new Ghostbusters, but a lot of people said that there's a. I haven't seen it. Either. The, the, the fact you know that, that Egon isn't yeah. there, he's he's there by just by the mere fact that he's not there. His presence. Well, is felt- check it out. I'm not going to give anything away, but you check it out. They did a good job, and Paul Rudd is always good. Um, but check it out. They did a good job. They did right by uh, Harold Ramis. That's all I'm going to say. They did right by that character. Paul I don't- Rudd is he- always good. Did you watch him in Clueless? Ooh. I have not seen yeah. Clueless. 
<laughs> Shots fired. No, I, did you see him in Halloween Six? <laughs> yeah. Hey, wow, yeah, there you go. You, you are hardcore. You are hardcore, man. You know you want to know how, you wow. want to know how hardcore Brent is. His favorite Paul movie, his favorite Halloween movie, is Season of the Witch, the one that yeah, doesn't even have Michael Myers in it. That's how hardcore he is. That's major hardcore. Yeah. That is. I don't care. I, 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 I don't care. Nobody says that's the best one. Eight more days yeah. till Halloween. 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 <laughs> Eight more days well, till Halloween. Silver a, shamrock a laser. Shamrock. Uh, <laughs> shamrock industry. That's right. That is a cool one. I wish they would have, because they were going to take it in more of like a, I guess they were going to start doing like an anthology is what they wanted anthology, to do. Anthology, yeah. Yeah. That would have been cool. But, uh, yeah, Brent, what was what was the story on that? So that one didn't make as much money as the first two. It didn't make as much money. It didn't get good reviews, and people just kept saying, "Where Michael Myers at?" I'm like, that is fuck. It's where he is. He burned his ass alive in a hospital. He dead. It's like, where do you think he is? He shot his eyes out. Like he's super dead. He's in hell, hell, hell. He's more than dead. He's super dead. Dead as fuck. <laughs> Let's uh, two more facts. Go, oh girl. Facts this go. was Michael Shannon's debut cinematic uh, appearance. There you yeah, go. I didn't even notice General Zod. General yeah. Zod. Um, the next one is is when he's reading to Rita. It was because Bill Murray on his wedding day, his wife had too much champagne and fell asleep early. So he decided to read a book to her out loud so that way he would fall asleep. So he used that mm. as an image. Mm. In the midst of the woman he, and that's the woman he was divorcing during the, wow, that's weird. He still mm. cared about, Maybe still had a good movie. I don't know. I don't know, that's strange. All right, let's rank it before we forget. Let's rank this movie. Uh, Brent, uh, you are you are number one, sir. I'll give it an eight. Eight? Solid. Uh, handsome, Dan. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Suge White. <laughs> That's more like it. Um, I gave it a nine. A nine, just yeah. uh, Jane Bond. Yes. Who's that? <laughs> I love it. That's the greatest nickname. Who the hell's that? Yeah, Jane <laughs> Bond. That's the Justine. Greatest. Ah, I give it an eight. Oh, nice! Whoa! I See, how was that a shock? You could tell because she kept looking at facts. I knew. That was a classic Justine move. She was looking up a million facts about it. Patrick, how do you live? It must be an emotional roller coaster over there all the time. All the time. My my cheers toast is thank God I'm alive another day. (laughs) (laughs) I made it to another one. I like this movie. I just. There's just problems in it. Sure, like, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And the the farther and the farther we get away from these movies, and the more socially conscious we get, we're gonna find more and more problems with them. That's just yeah. the way it is. Yeah. And when the groundhog is driving, and he's like, "Don't drive angry, don't drive angry." <laughs> <I don't laughs> yeah. Uh, Patrick. Uh, it's a nine for me. Nine, nueve, John, Sandy. Well, Justine has definitely given me some food for thought, some things I'd never thought about with this movie. However, it is my favorite Bill Murray movie, and it's oh. one of my all-time favorite comedies, period. So I give it a 10. A 10 from John. I down at all. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, you have seriously gave me something I never would have thought about, but I uh-huh. still love it to death, so. Uh, yeah, giving yeah. stop giving us this female perspective. Jeez, we just want to watch The Dirty Dozen. 
That's all we want to do. And cry yeah, when I just want to watch we, those we, men. <laughs> yeah, that's easy because there's no women in the Dirty Dozen. Yeah, yeah. We just want to watch. <laughs> there the, are no women. In we want to watch Dirty Dozen and cry when Trini Lopez dies, breaks that's his right. neck every single time. Uh, I'm going to give uh, Groundhog Day an eight. Eight for me. Eight, eight, eight. Uh, and you know what? What's funny? I hated this movie. Hated this what? movie when Did I first you? when I first saw it. It took a why? long time to grow on me. Um, tell me why. Um, I'll tell you why. I'll I'll tell you why. A a person that I didn't particularly care for just loved this movie to death. And and when I saw it, I was just not in the mood. I was kind of forced to see it. I wasn't in the mood, and uh, I just hated it because it, I associated it with a person that. I had a, a strong dislike for, and that's that's the absolute truth. Uh, it was the situation that it, made it was. You I, yeah, I wasn't mad at the movie. I was mad at that kid from the Jersey Shore. Oh yeah, the I situation. Get it. I get it. Yeah. And so okay. it, it just happens like that sometimes. But you know, as as, yeah. an, as an as an adult, happen. what do you do? You go back and you say, you know what? I didn't give this movie a shot the first time, or I didn't give this sometimes book. Sometimes it be like that. Sometimes it it does. Sometimes it's like that, and so yeah. you have to go back and you gotta. And so I did. <laughs> And here I am. Yeah. I'm a better man. I took my own Bill Murray journey there on this movie. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. And you know what, Mario? Good for you. Good for you. No, good for you guys for sticking with me through thick Thank and thin. Thank you. Yeah. What's hey, up, Justine? Cafe turned into a Mexican restaurant. Yes. Another hey. one. Yes. Hey, that's another one. That's another one. That's another. <laughs> I missed that. What'd you say? The cafe, it turned into a Mexican restaurant. Yes. Oh, really? That restaurant, the cafe's name was Clocks. Um, I don't know the name of the Mexican Clocks. restaurant, but it is now Reloj. What's Clocks in What's uh, Clocks in Spanish? Re- I thought you were gonna say what's Clocks in Mexican. <laughs> oh my god! But, but he didn't. Yeah, no, uh, Reloj is a clock. Reloj. Yeah, yeah. Reloj is a clock. for the role and turned it down. Who was it? Michael Keaton. Oh. oh they originally wanted uh, Tom Hanks to do it, but they thought he was too happy. Yeah. Well, you know what's yeah, great is is didn't didn't uh, didn't Michael Keaton end up doing a version of this with Andy McDowell called Multiplicity? Yep. yep. And it was oh. I think that was Harold was that Harold Ramis? That might have been another Harold Ramis movie too. Multiplicity, know. I think that might have been Harold Ramis again. Uh yes it is. Okay. Wow. Michael Keaton could have done it. What? The more we know. I think they I think he could have done it. I think Tom Hanks could have done it, but it wouldn't have been the same movie. There's something about Bill Murray. Tom Hanks, you would have loved him. Yeah. You almost like, needed this guy to be a real it would have been hard to hate him, right? It would have been but then that might have worked. No, because if you guys are familiar with like Bachelor Party and Volunteers Tom Hanks, like the early eighties Tom uh-huh. Hanks, he played a little bit more of a cad, a little bit more of like a like a That's true. But you really got to believe him as an asshole, and Bill Murray sells it. <laughs> you know, you got to believe that he starts off as this, you know, uh, vain, you know, selfish, uh, you know, uh, asshole, and oh, he knows how to name. play it. <laughs> Taqueria La Placita. Taqueria. Oh. Nice. All right. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> Let's go. Good job. Good job. Thanks, Justine. That's not too far from you, Brent. You're in Columbus, Ohio. That is in uh, Illinois. So That's true. I've how, been to Chicago before. How long would it take you to get out there? Well, you got to take yeah. a picture of that plaque. Home to RoboCop. Yeah. Bill Murray stuff. Uh, so, okay, so. <laughs> yeah, I'll get right on that. So, let, <laughs> so next week, for next week, we're going to be watching A Bronx Tale, which is, uh, I've heard, 
is uh, Brent's mom's favorite. Um, That's uh, Brent's mom's favorite. Yeah, uh, you're gonna learn. You're gonna learn a valuable lesson about a first date. Watching Bronx Tale, you're gonna learn some. You're gonna learn some valuable dating advice from this movie. You know, so it's my mom's one of my mom's favorites. I've never seen it before. Yeah, I think you would like it. There's one scene in this movie that I know would just crack you up, would just make oh, you laugh. It, it just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's one scene I know would just you would just bust up laughing. I know for sure. Aren't you gonna be here next week, Brent? I can be if y'all want. No, listen, we you can, Brent. You are more than welcome. You are always welcome back. You can be our unofficial. Uh, because here's why it's unofficial though, because you have your own show. Yeah. Right. So you're like guest star. Steven be on everybody's show though. There you go. That's right. Steven. I got a, I got my guest appearance coming up on Steven Izzy. We talked Mr. And Mrs. Smith, but I don't know when it's going to drop. Did you join them for that, for that series? The spy series? I I joined for, I did two episodes like back to back when I was drunk. Because I did a movie on Ava that's already out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, oh I, I probably shouldn't say that. I want me to tell people. But, yeah, I did a, a black movie with them. Black okay. Movie oh, okay. Yeah, because, oh, I, yeah, I probably shouldn't have spoiled that. But they are, I did, uh, you did the same series I did. You did the same yeah. series I did. It was the, the spy series. So, yeah, I look forward to that. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, uh, yeah, Stephen Izzy, of course, at uh, 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 Everything I Learned from Movies. Uh, check them out. Oh, another great podcast. Another great podcast with the Rock Solid podcast at Rock Solid we, Show. We, we know that guy. He was on the show. Yeah, today. check yeah. out Pat Francis' um, show. Yeah, Pat uh, is Pat Francis. Pat Francis has uh, he and you can follow him at Pat underscore Francis. Um, he has been such a great supporter of our show over the years. So I always, uh, always, always, always give him uh, a lot of love. And I, you know, he's one of my favorite podcasters from years before I ever started doing my own. Uh, and of course, Brent, Home Video Hustle. Brent, tell them where they can find you, my friend. You can find us all over the internet if you want to see us, but you can mainly find me over on Twitter. And you can find me at, I'm going to get real close for you so you can hear me. Capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, lowercase oddcast. HVH Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we post episodes every Friday, me and my brother PJ. We talk about random movies. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we got a YouTube page. We put out videos every week. Usually just doing random shit. Um, we got a Patreon page. You can make us watch movies. You can get extra episodes. You can do videos. Now, well, let me ask you a real stuff. question. I hate to interrupt. John was asking, what is the minimum amount on the Patreon to get a movie in the bag? A dollar. One dollar a month. One dollar a month. I'm just, I'm just giving it away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can, can make them watch movies like Dune. Yeah, and Roller Gator. <laughs> or or assault or assault on precinct 13 and hard boiled you know why because go. yeah because i'm a gentleman oh, you're too nice <laughs> or right. oh i forgot you're too fucking nice patrick gave us two i forgot you had us watch the fifth element first that's I forgot right. about that yeah that's coming up that's coming up there's gonna one. be some people are gonna oh. definitely feel like i kicked him in the privates when we're when we're done with i can't wait I, like see, i want to be here for that when i gotta see that live i gotta see the face <laughs> oh i'm gonna be so you want to see you want to see me give it a five live you're gonna see it yeah <laughs> i want to see it live oh. hey, on the screen recorded you can give what it a year is that? All is that, you want is that, you own it it's 97 i bought it <laughs> i bought gotta, it specifically for wave. the show yeah i bought it specifically so we could re- review it on I the love show it. it doesn't matter you own it as good enough so you know what? i have done that a couple times i've i've 
picked up movies that I knew you guys would like that I'm not necessarily yeah. a huge fan of yeah. because I'm, you know, that's, hey, listen, I'm a giver. Okay. I'm a giver. And I'm not making, I'm not making a dollar a month like Brent over here. I'm doing this out of the hey, kindness of my heart. So yeah. I'm sorry, Brent, we interrupted you. Where else can we find you? Price of the movie, then sure. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I mean, technically see, we, we got two, two, we got $1 tier and $3 tier, but technically you can go to this little hidden tier and give us whatever the hell you want. We had a listener that was giving us 50 bucks a month for a while. What? Damn. That's because they they love us. We do that. What do you ass. What did you do with all that money? <laughs> I, I got that mixer that we got. Oh, I was gonna tell you too. I got that mixer. I, I found out I can plug it right into this computer, and we can have this chat go through the mixer, and you won't have to worry about the time limit. You can record as long as you want, and I'll just send you the file. Uh, so if you uh, want to, and make dang. it easy on Jake too, I can just plug in the mixer. I get the levels right for you. We record, and I send you that. Like we recorded for six hours straight, so it can go for a while. So Dang. I got you next time if you want to do it that way. We'll try it. We'll try it. Wow. We'll try it out. Someone's trying, someone's trying to replace me is what they're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> Jake's, Jake's eyes. Jake's, now, Jake. Jake's eyes just got super. Two episodes, saw what was wrong, and he's fixing it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's Black History Month. We're taking over. <laughs> well, you know what? Mark, Mark going six hours you say well, well Brent remember remember early on when one of the first I sent you a, I remember I, I was very this is one of the I, I said I loved your show and I said I said hey I like your show but the sound is off sometimes try this program called Levelator Levelator yeah Pat Dude. Francis is the one that that hit me to that one so it, 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 okay. it like it all it, see it's all part of the podcast community awesome. all yeah. love all love in the so podcast community so definitely check out Brent yeah. and PJ one of the best one of my favorite podcasts um, I mean, do I love them as much as I love John, Sandy, and Justine, and sometimes Jake, and sometimes Patrick? I, I'm not going to say that out loud, but he knows. That's awkward. He, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't awkward week. at all. No, no, no. It's always great. It's always great to have you, Brent. You're welcome back anytime. You want to come back next week for Bronx Tale? Listen, we we're do, now that we're doing it Zoom style. Should I say it like that? Uh, now that we're doing, now that we're doing the Zoom style, you, you anybody who wants to join in, you know, you're welcome. So don't mm. uh, you want to have PJ on with you? You want to bring the whole crew? You want to, you know, uh, yeah, we can do it. So you're always One welcome of these back. Days. If I can get, because y'all on a three hour time difference, so I might be able to squeeze it. Well, I got you on there before, but one of these days, if y'all stay up late enough, we're gonna get y'all on home video hustle, everybody. Oh, we'll just wow. do it. We'll just do it. How bad it is. We'll just do it. What? <laughs> we'll just do it one night. We'll we'll record a show and then we'll get all get back together, and then we'll just reconvene yeah. later on that night. Yeah, we can if do I that. Throw you money and I give you hook. We already did it. We already did hook him with this guy. Oh, oh, oh no. yeah. We'll, I, I do it. That I'm ain't happening. Oh, if right? if if Brent wants to do it for his show, that's fine. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to be gone that week. It'll be part two. We're actually about to redo a movie this month that we've done before. We're going to do it for the first time. So I'll do it twice for Hook. Fuck it. I'll get you on there, Mario. It's the only way. <laughs> Listen, you enjoy Hard Boiled because that is a that is a chef's yeah. kiss right there. You are welcome. You are welcome. I'll spoil it and say it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. So right Any movie where you shoot a motorcycle with a shotgun, it explodes in midair. How are you not going to love it? <laughs> no, real, real quick. I know the call about the end, but I got to say it real quick since you hear Mario. That, it's not a dummy kill, but it has one of my favorite kills because there's a guy when they're raiding the warehouse. And there's a guy inside of the storage bin. Oh, yeah. I know the guy you're the guy talking about. the motorcycle in there. And he can't move, so he just kind of does like this. He does like a quick turn like this. He just turns like this. Looks like a yeah. dummy. 
Yeah. And it just gets smashed. This is one of my favorite things. My favorite is, it, multiple times. is in the tea house when you can tell guys have squibs and they're holding the bottom of their shirt so the uh-huh. squibs don't, so, the, so it doesn't pop out. And then uh, <laughs> and you can kind of see it underneath, but it doesn't matter. That movie's great. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about come it. Come on. You're stepping on bird cages and, and guns are coming. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. I love that movie. Best. All right. I love it's the best. So for, for, for Patrick, for Jake, for Justine, for John, for Brent, thank you very much, hey. Brent. For Pat Francis, we will say, guys, thank you so much. Uh, happy Groundhog Day, which is today. And uh, this transmission ends now. Unity!